0: yo what up everybody welcome to
1: another episode of Downtime and Downstar, episode 186 and today we're here with jordan bo harris yes sir bo what's up brother how you doing 186 186 dude <laughs> that's not, amazing it's crazy yeah. man i know every time i say it it just it doesn't really register to me until i actually yeah. think about it dude it's 186 combos H- how long since september 2018 damn yeah dude so we're fucking cooking man i'm, I'm, but, I'm uh, happy to be along thank For you man joy. i appreciate yeah. it dude so uh before we get started can you give us just a quick breakdown of who you are and what you do
2: um i'm average no i'm sorry <laughs> uh, i do uh security um that's uh my main job um and as a person i you know i, I do I do music yeah. as well. That's that's like my hobby. I love it. And then um, I lift weights. <laughs> there you go. And and that's pretty much it, you know. I, just, I do I I've been doing security for what, four years now? Four years. Um, for the same person. Um so it's been it's been a ride. Which gotcha. is amazing.
1: so um if there's listeners of the podcast that uh, remember we did a podcast shit probably about a hundred episodes ago. With uh, Big Pep. Yes,
2: sir. <laughs> uh, and that's your guy, right? That's yes, my guy.
1: So if you yeah. guys listen to that episode with Big Pep, he spoke about his buddy that mm-hmm. actually got him into being a a bodyguard,
2: and that was you. Yeah, no, definitely. We we kind of started it uh together. Uh huh. And um, it's crazy because it's it we you know we started together, and obviously my path went faster than his, but you know I I, I really really believe in um, lowering the ladder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody that, that's a homie of yours, a friend of yours, and if you get an opportunity, you can help someone else lower the ladder. Because he would have done the same thing for me. So I, I could have I been the first one on that first podcast yeah. saying that he he put yeah, me on. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So it, it, that, it, that's how it basically worked. And um, yeah, I, I believe in lowering the ladder. And that, that's how it happened. And now we're all, and we work together. I love you know it, I mean?
1: man. Everything always comes full circle. 100%. And you're uh, Hollow's big brother
2: yeah a <laughs> little big brother oh you're the little brother yeah. oh shit yeah i'm two years younger Oh shit. <laughs> i'm two years younger
1: and if you guys remember Holla was on the podcast shit probably about 150 episodes ago yeah brandy
2: didn't drink milk that's why
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's the owner of the ria barbershop here in Oxnard, california very uh very great guy to talk to and an awesome podcast that we did so um I'm glad to have you in here man yeah, yeah. Uh, before we started we were talking about um stereo systems yes and i told you that i got my start in uh car audio yeah, yeah. and you just wanted to have a, a hoopty with a
2: system in it I, that's all i wanted bro i just wanted tinted windows uh I didn't care how much the car costs. Yeah. I just wanted a system. Like, yeah, pull up in high school, like sixteen, and like bump it in front of like a girl or something, and then park. And yeah, be like oh yeah, that's my whip, bro. <laughs> that's literally what I wanted. People don't understand, dude. Like when you had your
1: car in high school, that was oh, one level. Man. Yeah, and then if you had a nice car in high oh, school, you are fucking teachers,
2: bro. One hundred percent, bro. That is a that is the. There is people in the high like looking back at it. I am like, bro, you look so old. Like you had a car. You were always friendly with the teachers and like like i was like i want a car Like yeah. i want exactly that and yeah. it's crazy where we grew up and how we grew up that's what we wanted you know yeah wild to me
1: yeah definitely i remember uh from the uh, the summer of my junior to senior year i ended mm-hmm. up getting uh, a 69 chevelle that's yeah see
2: that's that's the type of car i wanted yeah like, i wanted
1: something dope Dude, and then throw a system in it it was so sick bro and then i had exhaust and i remember the first day i pulled up Parked all the way at Waimea High, all the way at the you end. yeah. Okay, at the end of the parking lot, parked right there. <laughs> and then when I was coming out to school, I couldn't wait, dude. I couldn't. You wait want, to get You in wanted the people car. to see you, like hell yeah.
2: That's what it was about. I, I, and, and that's what I want. Brandon, my brother, had the same thing. Yeah, he got he got two cars, Jack. No shit. <laughs> yeah, we lived we at the apartments, uh, South Rose Avenue. Yeah, dead end of South Rose. And this fool's got his car stolen, like, twice. No way. They left it in a ditch somewhere in Camarillo, took the whole system out, everything. Damn. I wasn't even
1: thinking like that back in the day. They were... but I still have that feeling to this day, even with yeah. the BMW. Oh, I would
2: too. That joint is hard, bro. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Yeah,
1: I went to the meets the other day and I rolled down all the windows. I'm
2: bumping. I said, yeah. I don't
1: give a fuck. I'm 16 again. <laughs> yeah,
2: where's the, where's the meets at?
1: Um, my the guy here who works here, Alex, he uh-huh. actually throws a meet. It's called Anti Thursday Thursday meet. Okay. So that's every Thursday, and he uh, rotates maybe like four spots. Mm-hmm. So it's usually around Ventura or Oxnard okay. area. But uh, and then my other buddy, who just uh, who I just introduced you to, he just started actually today. he really? he relocated. yeah, so I want to show him uh show him the meets and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be going out there a lot more, but it's talk- fun, dude. It, it just makes you feel like a kid yeah. again, you know, and
2: it gives you something to look forward to, you know yeah, what I mean? At our, I, like you know when we, when you get older, when you when you have a regular job, I would say or you have a job, you're so dedicated to your job that you forget that there's hobbies and other things you can do. You yeah, know? and that's why I do music. Yeah. I mean, especially a job like yours, man. You're busy all the time, right? Yeah, 100%. I'm busy. But I I will say I'm blessed to be able to work for somebody that uh, isn't, you know, doing too much, you know. He still has, you know, um, you know, he likes to be around his family and and, and likes to be around his friends and and takes off time, which is amazing. A A lot of artists don't do that. They just want to go, 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 make as much money as possible. Yeah. Which is not bad, but I, you know, on my side of things, I feel like I'm blessed that I don't have to be gone all the time you know yeah
1: no definitely man you're in a extremely unique position yeah and that's very very cool yeah but that could come with a lot of uh, a lot of different obstacles that a mm-hmm. lot of other people usually don't face yeah true that
2: is 100% you know
1: yeah so I want to get into uh, to all that but I want to start off with um, you're born and raised in Oxnard born and raised born China and raised Island High School
2: oh. uh, where did I go Fred Williams um, Blackstock got you um mary law oh okay i was i was yeah so what was it like growing up in oxnard <laughs> man growing up in oxnard was 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 cool you know what i mean you know for for me now what's going on racially it's yeah. easier for me to talk about stuff um but i would say for me it was a little harder because you know there wasn't a lot of black kids that grew up out yeah yet. but um you know i found a way to adapt and 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 not not shell myself away from the people that looked at me differently from my skin color, you know? Yeah. And, and those people don't know better cause they didn't, they've, they've never seen people that look like me as much, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but especially where I grew up on the side, I grew up in Oxnard. There's parts of Oxnard, the North side and the West side that there is, you know, kids that predominantly look like me. Yeah. But uh, from the South side, they, it wasn't like that. So no, it was good. It was good because, you know, it made me a man. I feel like, yeah, it, it made me realize uh, um, how to, to be, who I am today. Like when it comes to security, I learned a lot from growing up here. Mm. You know what I mean? Growing up, knowing how to, uh, get out of situations, knowing what situations to be in and not be in. And that helped me a lot. You know, I've done, I've done, you know, um, different courses in, in security, different, um, qualifications, but I feel like nothing has, has done more for me than growing up here. Yeah. And, um, I feel like i have a cheat code in a way yeah <laughs> yeah so i try to use it as, as to, to to as best as i can You yeah. know what i mean I, I try to to make sure that um i understand that i some people don't have that some people grew up great and had a great lifestyle and said hey i do want to be a bodyguard they were able to but they don't know how it is to be in tight situations um from being who they were as kids you know yeah i was able to be that way because of i was in those tight situations and um a lot of people do it through qualifications and classes and all that and i didn't necessarily have to yeah so i think i had an edge on 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 that
1: yeah i i get exactly what you mean man yeah. you know i feel that growing up in in certain situations like uh that you'll run up on you know in oxnard or what mm-hmm. have you it really prepares you for the future of how rough life is really going to be, 100%. you know? So when I started my business and I came up on certain problems, they really weren't as significant as other people would have thought they were mm-hmm. because I could realize that that's not real. Yeah. If, if, if it was real, I know what real looks yeah, like. And I know yeah. when we're in, in that situation mm-hmm. and we're not, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the rough streets Yeah, and you got to be able to navigate, right? Yeah.
2: And and a lot of, it's crazy because there's a lot of people from Oxnard that have never seen that they live in different pockets yeah, and different yeah, parts yeah. of Oxnard, but I I was born and raised on the south and I grew up on the south and it's just different, it's a different like it's it's different than other parts of Oxnard. Yeah. You know, if you don't get deep enough, if you're not on the south of Rose, you you don't necessarily understand. You know, With, and 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 that's why I tell a lot of people I went to China Islands High School. I lived on the south side. That's all I knew. Oxnard College, China Islands, Winimi. Those yeah. were my schools. That those were my pockets. Yeah. I was yeah. In, yeah. You know. Um, going on the north side of Oxnard was foreign to me. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was like it was like oh, it's nice. It's just, it was foreign. The only time you went on that side is when I played basketball in high school or sports, and we had to play a team out there. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this school is nice, you know, Oxnard High School. Then Pacifica, even Pacifica, like going down there, I'm like, oh, this is nice, you know. Yeah. But a lot of people haven't. Didn't people from Oxnard that were on that side never really saw that unless they commuted and they, you know used someone else's address and then yeah, and then went to those schools. You yeah,
1: know? definitely You know, what's funny man is Oxnard has a really bad stigma mm-hmm. for uh the city. Just just being like uh Trouble, yeah you know, but like my wife, she's not from Oxnard. She's mm-hmm. from Thousand Oaks Okay, and she she just along with her along with everybody over the hill you always have a certain uh idea of what Oxnard is, mm-hmm. you know, but she never understood why I had so much pride for where I'm from, mm-hmm. until it was about Mother's Day that just passed mm-hmm. when they had the cruises. I don't know if you heard about oh yeah that. the cruise down yeah, Saviors yeah, yeah. they had it, and then after she saw that, it it kind of opened her eyes yeah. like wow this is like this this city has an actual it culture does. to it.
2: It definitely does, and people don't see that uh, when the Lakers won. Yeah, I remember that the three <laughs> yeah, P. Yeah, my dad, my, me, and my brother would go down Saviors and yeah. bump, bump the radio. Yeah, you know, Rico Mambo or Power One Hundred Six yeah. or whatever it was, and and bump and listen to music and and, and honk our horn and have our Lakers flag stuck yeah. to our our, our ninety seven Port <laughs> Explorer. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and and you know, the nicer cars were like the Eddie Bauer edition. <laughs> You're like, oh damn, he oh, got the <laughs> you got the Eddie Bauer edition. It's got the Mary Kate. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> And then yeah. the Navigators came along. And like, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's how I grew up. So I get it. I I, I still, I, I, you know, I don't live in Oxnard right now. Mm-hmm. I'm in the Valley, but I'm still here because my dad and my brother are still here. I still come down. And I love Oxnard. There's no, you know, there's ratchet parts of it, but th- it is what it is. But there's m- amazing parts of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you, you take it with a grain of salt. I love Oxnard, and I always will love Oxnard. And some people just look at it as, ugh. You yeah. Know? But that's, you know, I can't, I can't. I can't tell you how to live your life or how you to feel about a city, but I love my city.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, man. Yeah. And you, you really wouldn't know if you're, like, a visitor. Yeah. Or so if you're just somebody from, you know, even Camarillo or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're not if, from Ventura, if you're yeah. not from Oxnard, you really don't know. Yeah. So when you see these certain type of people and you see their demeanor mm-hmm. and you know what what car they drive mm-hmm. or whatever, you would look at them and you're like, what is going on? But yeah. to me, this is like, okay, this is this is what Oxnard is. Yeah. You know, I'll see this guy at a meet or something mm-hmm. like that. And people they have that look on them like like they're mad. Yeah. But it's just a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Cause you have to be ready 100%. at all time. Yeah. But once you knock that wall down, you're like, damn this dude it, they have, they have, they have morals mm-hmm. and
2: they have like, uh, they have a different type of respect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I get, I, 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 I 100% get what you mean by that. It's just, it's, it's like you look at each other and you and, and we both have a wall. Yeah. And then you slowly kind of shed, shed, shed the wall down. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, yeah, you're cool. It take it takes a second, but that's how it is. That's how, you know. That's how. That's how you you reserve your energy and protect yourself. Yeah, you know it is what it is. But I I definitely get what you mean by that.
1: Yeah, and then I take that same way of thinking mm-hmm. into my profession, and mm-hmm. I just realized, wow, this is totally different world. Yeah, like this is this is way easier. <laughs> yeah, than than growing up out here. Yeah, you
2: know? no, when you when you were able to get the knowledge you grew up with, especially out here, and be able to trans- transform it into something. In your day in day in life, like like work or or hobbies or whatever, you're gonna succeed. Yeah, one hundred percent. It just it's just something about living here and and seeing all different ways of life from different people and seeing, you know, you you can go down the street, you can go down the south side and there's a nice house on one block. And yeah. this whole block is nice. And you go on the other side <laughs> of that block and it's not nice. So you see both and you see both worlds. And and when you're able to do that, you're able to translate that when it comes to business and yeah. when it comes to 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 work and stuff like that and that's what i was able to do and like i said i i have a cheat code i guess mm-hmm. and i'm trying to use that as to the best of my abilities to, to transform that and push that in my in my in my day in life yeah. stuff i do now you know
1: yeah i bet you could see problems uh arise or situations that aren't a problem but others would would Think of it as a problem before somebody else
2: yeah and sometimes and sometimes it takes you speaking to that person before it is a problem or hey what up you know yeah i was telling my girl which was funny she she was like what but i was telling her i look well, like we literally lived on the south side of oxnard i lived in a few places but living on the south side of oxnard dead end arose, rose mm-hmm. the dead end and i uh, lived in these apartments me my dad and my brother and i never forget this It was a playoff football game um i think it was china islands versus hawthorne mm-hmm. i was a freshman i didn't go um, but I was watching it on TV. on um, um, Adelphia. Yeah. Adelphia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I have watching I it on heard that word in years. Yeah. So I'm watching it. And I'm like, I, I think it was halftime or something. And I'm like, I want to go get candy at this liquor store across the street from my house. I literally was just like, I'm going to. I was wearing my jersey and everything. I literally get inside the liquor store. I'm grabbing candy. And I know everybody in there. And all I hear is, put, put your hands up. Oh, shit. Yeah. T- two dudes with shotguns. For, and, and I'm like. The door was literally right next to me, but I was so scared that I ran past the dude with the gun. Literally, my dad laughs, laughs at me to this day. I, I run past the dude with the gun instead of running out the front door. I ran past him, ran to the back, had to jump like a 15 fence with like bob wires, <laughs> jumped it, ran all the way home. And I'm bleeding, like telling my dad. <sighs> and he's like, what, what, what? And I, and I couldn't get it out. I told him. And then, yeah, it was just funny. It was the funniest. But But I learned from that. Yeah. Now I know to see, you know, if a dude comes in with a hood and he's pressed or whatever, I'm gonna either get away or acknowledge him, like, "Hey, what up?" Before he thinks about doing something crazy or, you know, those are things I, how I think of things. Yeah. Because of what I've been through, you know, I've had guns pulled on me several times. You know, it's I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Oh my gosh, that's that that I'm I'm tough by that or, yeah, or yeah, I, yeah. I have a no, like it's scary, it's still scary, but now I know, you know. From that happening, I'm lucky enough that I didn't die, and that that I I can think on the fly when something like that does happen. So like that instant, you know, incident that happened, I'm kind of like I I learn from it. Yeah. Someone comes, two dudes come in with a hood, and and they're holding their stomach. They might have a shotgun <laughs> inside their pants. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. those are things I think of now. Um, any you know, in a movie theater, walking around day in life. That's how I translate what has happened to me into into what I do. As a career. So
1: how do you prepare for things like that, like being on the fly and when when you're in a tight situation? Because a lot of people, they don't know how they're going to react until they actually get in that situation. But in your profession, I would assume that you have to be prepared for it already.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, if, if I'm going into a gas station mm-hmm. with a, my principal, um, I have to go in there and work on the fly because mm-hmm. i didn't advance advance the the gas station i didn't i wasn't able to see the ex how many exits there were i went it wasn't able to see who's in the bathroom who's not in the bathroom i wasn't able to see any of that and those are things you have to deal with um and you got to work on the fly and look you know is this dude sketchy does this dude look sketchy you know keep a distance from the principal where i'm not too close to him where i can react if someone does try to attack the principal. you know those are things i have to deal with um that i think that i'm I'm pretty good at and I know that you never can be great at it. You have to constantly work at those things. And um, like I said, living and growing up how I grew up, I have somewhat of a cheat code to always remember yeah. certain things, you know. Um so like I said, it, it's just translated. Yeah. Um and I'm always I'm always down to learn outside of what I've learned back then and learn new things like, you know, drills and and and, and uh um what is it? Um, active shooter drills and, and yeah. things like that that i never learned but but you know things that have happened to me in the past was able to translate and kind of go that route you know yeah but i'm like i said i'm always willing to understand and learn more
1: got you yeah. got you so at a at a young age what kind of things were you into as far as uh hobbies or anything like that um i skated Me and oh hobby. really yeah hell and,
2: yeah yeah it was terrible it was funny because me, <laughs> me and my brother used to be like uh we used to leave the house and tell my dad and my mom, like, Yeah, we're gonna get sponsored today. <laughs> <laughs> <Hell> yeah, <laughs> and go and go it. and go and go skate down um, all the way to Saviors and, and there was a certain point if you went past, like if you go past if you go past like Saviors and Oxnard Boulevard, you're going too far. Like, okay, we got to come back. Got gotcha, you. Gotcha, you know, gotcha. like that. That's kind of like foreign to us. Yeah. Like, me and my brother growing up, so we we would come back, but that was like far to us. And then we come back like, ha, ah, no, we didn't get sponsored. today. <laughs> like it was gonna happen. You know, right like out the that? back. Yeah. So those are things. And then um, I got in. I got in. Uh, I, actually, I rollerbladed first. Okay. And then they, my brother and my cousins, and all people were calling me fruit booters. <laughs> yeah. So I had to let that go really quick. <laughs> um but yeah i skated and i was decent for and i was smaller i was way smaller yeah um and i was decent but brandon was way better
1: did you ever skate at uh fifth and gravel
2: yeah really yeah, i skated everywhere
1: did you skate at the uh at the church on yeah the,
2: the one next to uh
1: by mo's house there was uh there's a on pearson and ventura road there's a church right there. Uh, maybe not. So when, uh, from, from my recollection, the, uh, old fifth and gravel was mm-hmm. on fifth, you know, mm-hmm. in Port Wainimi, but, um, then they moved it to the church mm-hmm. on, on Pearson. So Mo lives like two houses down from there. Uh-huh. So the fun box and the ramps and everything would be in would his be front yard. A, oh, okay. So we would get out of school, skate to Mo's house, take all the boxes to the church and then, and then skate that. It was so sick. I'm, I know bro. Brandon did for sure. Yeah.
2: There was, there was, Brandon would want to go, th- and I'd be like, yeah, I, I can't. Cause he was crazy, and I was like, I can't do that. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have to sit this one out. Yeah. I'd be mad because I want to, but like, I wasn't physically able to do what he was doing. Oh, really? Yeah, cause I was like the skater that was like, would do like a dope trick wouldn't push the limits because i don't want to hurt myself god you, got you. <laughs> so i never would never get better because i didn't want to hurt myself i yeah. was like very cautious brandon didn't care you yeah know? he was always getting hurt and i'm like i don't know about that <laughs> so you guys are two years apart two years apart yeah. wow. just about um two, he's a, a year and 11 months got you like got that, you yeah.
1: got you so what was that like like growing up with a brother that close to age
2: it, it was cool we didn't like each other no <laughs> yeah <laughs> no we <me> and brandon <laughs> hated each other but, like, brother hated each other. Like, you know, um, some of my brother's friends would be like, oh, what are you doing? Listen. And I'd and be like, no, nah, he can't hang out with us. Uh. Like, he'd be like, nah. <laughs> you know, sometimes um, he, we would hang out, but for the most part, I was just the one always trying to tag along. Got you. But it was cool. I learned a lot. Like, my brother was hella mean, mm-hmm. but he was hella mean because he was the older brother. Yeah. Like, my, my, brother, my brother's little. He's smaller than I am, but boy, he, like, Brandon could fight. Oh, Brandon, yeah? Yeah. I used to, I used to, I used to, uh, my brother, my brother used to make fun of me and, and be mean or whatever, but he was the only one that could do that. Yeah. You know? So if some random person was being mean or he would fight him, or yeah, or if I got in a fight and I lost, then he would fight. Like <laughs> you got to fight me now. Yeah. That's how Brandon was. So it was cool, but he was like, I can only be mean to you, no one else. Which mm-hmm. was, which was dope growing up, but kind of sucked because still, you know, yeah, He's, he was a Brandon was an asshole, but it was like a good asshole. You know, yeah. may, I mean, I learned a lot. Um, but yeah, Brandon used to fight and and that's I, I learned i learned how to fight not through him but like obviously through time fighting because i was getting beat up when i was smaller really yeah i was i i wouldn't i wasn't getting crazy beat up but i was like getting tagged a couple times and then i would quit like okay i'm done fighting you know yeah. like my brother and then were always fighting they would fight someone down the street and and they're always or i was like all right they're not really really fighting they would go gloves and they're still beating people up with gloves yeah and like i did gloves with them a few times and went inside crying i had a headache like <laughs> bro it took me a while to really learn how to like embrace fighting i know it sucks to say but it's like growing up on the south side is that like, that's what you did you either went body blows in the bathroom or like you yeah know, actually fought fought so yeah. yeah
1: yeah the most i know about um uh, brandon is he's a fucking hustler man yeah yeah ever since i've known him dude he's been a hustler he's
2: always been a hustler 100%. really yeah he's always been a hustler he's always he's always had money or jobs Um, he'd be working on the weekends or, or selling clothes or, you know, selling something. Yeah. He's, he's always had that.
1: Did you ever have that inside of you? Like
2: that hustle mentality? Um, I, you know, I didn't have it as, as quick as I wanted to have it. You know, um, he had it from like jump. I had it once I went to, went to school, um, went to college like when i went to i, I played basketball in montana okay oh um, shit. i played college basketball yeah so then when i was on my own and stuff like that i kind of took some of the things my brother would do and like you know yeah you know i, I took his mentality and started to use it because i needed money you yeah know? i would train people and do certain things and and i kind of got that mentality from him
1: so you you graduated from ci Channel yep. Islands and then you went to Montana
2: I went to um, Ventura College okay I played basketball there for two years and then got a scholarship to play um, at Montana State University Northern it's a small school um, north of Montana dude what was that like it was cold <laughs> <laughs> it was cold Um, it was cold um, but I met some of my best friends I was in my boys wedding mm-hmm. I, I, I was his best man in his wedding I met out there like, Wow my boy LV shout out to LV um, and yeah, I met so many great people out there. You know, especially my day ones, like my 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 brothers. Like we we were literally, you know, being in Montana. Looking how I look, yeah, a little black kid. You know what I mean? Like I, there was a handful of us, like six of us, that were black that were from Cali. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my boys from Denver, and we all went out there pretty much at the same time. And and we we won. We played. Um, we stuck together. Um, we had a good time. It, it and. and and now looking like what's going on in the world racially yeah. and all these things, it wasn't too crazy, but it was bad at some times. But we always stuck together. You know, we didn't we didn't uh, we always handled our business and, and made sure that we we made people respect us, you know.
1: Yeah. So growing or going to school in Montana, you didn't see a lot of black people over yeah, no, there. No. So what did you what did you notice that made you feel uncomfortable or made you realize that things were different over there than they were over here um
2: mostly i would say how nice people are mm-hmm. you know people are nice because they've never seen anybody that looks like me yeah I and mean, they're overly nice you know you yeah know, they're overly nice like oh, okay um, which isn't bad you know you try to make them feel as comfortable as possible because you want them to I wouldn't say that's necessarily right on our part, but you know, that's what we want, you know. But they would be overly nice or some people would be overly racist. Mm. And that's just how they grew up. Yeah. You know? They wouldn't they would just not want to be around you know, us. We were winning games, we were doing you know, but there was there was a small group of people that would like smile on your face but are really that way. And um since I didn't grow up that way, it's kinda like, Whoa, what's the what's you know? But like I said, we handled our business to make people respect us. Um, you know, not violently, not yeah, yeah, was, yeah. you know, but just like, yeah, hey, you're either with us or you're not, you know. Um and, and it got got me where I'm at today. Like my boys really, really uh held it down out there. We all held it down. We stuck together and we made people understand that they can't judge us off of our our capabilities of playing basketball or our skin color. You know, they have to they have to look at us because we're good students and and because we handle business offside outside the court and and obviously we do other things of of being able to um make people understand that we are as equal as they are you know yeah so you know it was it was different you know i I've, I've been called the word a few times out there um but like i said i i didn't i didn't react too crazy cuz it, it is what it is that those those, those things don't really hurt me yeah. you know um but yeah you you do look at it like why why was that needed you know
1: yeah do you ever look at things like say you you go to somewhere maybe in montana mm-hmm. and um you just know that the people that grew up there have never had the same experiences oh, as no. you yeah. or or with your culture mm-hmm. and it's just they don't know how how to receive it
2: yeah it's thing you know they're just uneducated don't know how to receive it when you look at it that way um it's easier to to calm yourself down yeah but when you look at it like why are you treating me this way? Why are you acting like this? Then sometimes things escalate. Yeah. I'll be there's there's times where I had to put hands on people. I'll be honest. Yeah. You know, I don't w you know, I'm not gonna lose a scholarship because I don't play there anymore and it's been yeah. years. But <laughs> yeah. but there's been times where I've had to, to to put people in their place. And it sucks to have to do it that way, but yeah. Like I'm I call myself the best of both worlds. You can I will be the nicest person you ever meet and we can we can make this as smooth as possible or you can catch these hands yeah. like that's my motto like and i and i always keep it that way because i'm an in-betweener and i'm a, I'm, I'm a hybrid i'm versatile when it comes to stuff like that and yeah violence is not the way in my opinion but you know sometimes people need to catch hands to, to understand yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that's not the way of life and i've had to do that a few times and it's worked out in my favor um which is amazing yeah i guess i didn't get suspended or kicked out of school or nobody really found out but you know people heard like all right don't you know some of the people that that never seen people that look like me they knew to to understand to look at me as a person and not because of my skin color so sometimes it was needed
1: yeah no definitely man i think uh everything that's going on right now is needed and these conversations really do need to happen Mm -hmm. because uh pre-2020 you know everybody knew that there were still racial problems yeah. and, you know, black, white, Mexicans, everything, mm-hmm. but it was just a subject that nobody really touched on. Yeah, exactly. And come 2020, it's, it's like, it's here. It's here. There's no, there's no yeah. way looking around no it. Way.
2: There, there really isn't. And, you know, it is hard now looking. I, I, I try to like, you, you You were telling me you were looking at my, my, my social media can't yeah. really find much. Um, I do that for a reason. The reason is, because I'm I'm trying to stay away from digging into the internet too much, um, looking at the explore page, looking at yeah. looking at someone calling um, somebody a racial slur or or this election or that or this and and you have to, I have to understand that and I, I tell people this all the time is that we're in a stage now where social media is helping us but also is dividing us yeah. And all these things that are happening racially have been going on for years. But social media intensifies things because people are easy, able to retweet, able to throw stuff on the story, able to hashtag, able to get things out, videos, whatever, et cetera. They're able to do this more than before because of how big social media is. And it is good because it's showing that, you know, people that are, you know, I, I say I always call them dead brain people that are dead brain yeah. to 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 racial um, inequalities in this society um, are really realizing if they are the problem or not, and some people are gonna go back to their closets and stay in the closets, and I don't mind it. Do what you got to do. But if you are one of those people and you're actually hearing it, just try to change. You yeah, know, th- there's there's way there's you don't have to be a bad person for saying hey I I thought of things wrong and. You know, you're just getting, you know, we learn every day. Yeah. I learn things every day and I can be, I can be um, naive to a lot of things, but it's okay to change. That's, that's what, what life is for, to change and to adapt. And if you're not willing to adapt, um, stay in the closet. Yeah. That's how how I see it. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. I see, um, you know, I, I see a lot of people that just need to have conversations and they're not having them, Mm -hmm. but uh, I want people to think about it like this maybe if you're from a, say you're from a city in alabama mm-hmm. you know predominantly white city
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and your 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 parents think a certain way your mm-hmm. grandparents great grandparents think a certain way it's very hard for you to change your way of thought yeah unless you're presented with a different way mm-hmm. and then you have to look at that as combating everything that you've ever mm-hmm. learned so it's not as easy as switching on a light yeah. because that will help you out, and maybe you get it. Mm-hmm. But now you have you're battling the rest of your family. Oh yeah, 100%. you know, and uh, not even uh, I want to say this about like um, even locally in mm-hmm. Oxnard. Not even about race, but mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of problems with uh, with gangs here mm-hmm. in Oxnard, and it's the same thing. You know, you have a young kid, 15 year old kid right now, mm-hmm. whose parents were into gangs, grandparents were into gangs, great grandparents yeah. are into gangs. It's going to be extremely hard to tell that kid that you don't need to be part of gangs 100%. when everybody in their entire mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. is into gangs or, or part of that mm-hmm. lifestyle, which they don't have to be. You no. don't have to live life but they like feel that. Like they have they feel like they have they, to. Live they feel like they have to. They see that. the
2: brothers and sisters, the cousins, and, and uncles, and, and the grandpa, and everybody, the lineage. Exactly. You know what I mean? They got pictures in their house of. of, of their grandpa young or their, or their great uncle young and they're like I want to be like that yeah. you know and they don't they can't see anything different or sometimes the people do realize it and they realize that they get to a point where they try to change but they get stuck so they just go back Yeah, you know where they they want to be friends with people outside of where they live you know and that person is from another hood and they're like oh well you know it's co- conflicting sometimes that happens yeah um, I've lost a lot of friends like that you know and for me, it's like, I never really game in like that, but I was around, I was around people that, that, that were about that life, you know, and, you know, thankfully I was able to see that I didn't want to, I wasn't about that life, yeah. you know, um, cause it goes deeper. Yeah. I can fight. I knew how to fight. I learned how to fight. I got beat up. I didn't like getting beat up. So I learned how to, yeah. fight. you know, it was, I didn't just wake up one day. I was like, I got hands. Like. No, I, I fought. Like I got jumped because of how I looked. Um I wore I wore a a socks beanie one time. Oh, it was shit. In, it, it was inside out. And I was like, "Oh no, you can see it." I wore it to school. And um um I got I got jumped for it, you know? Yeah. You know, and I got my ears were freshly pierced. I was like a sophomore. My ears were freshly pierced. I was happy and yeah. I was like, Yeah, I look cool, the <laughs> beanie, And they mopped me up. Right? Oh, but I was I was little or smaller. I wasn't yeah. as big as I was then. And you know, when I when I started to gain weight and I started to understand like it, it, it happened because, you know, the more and more fights you get in, the more and more situations you learn, you know? Yeah. You learn how to use these tools and um, that's the way I learned. And I took a lot of losses too though. And I'm not afraid to i I'm not I'm not I'm not afraid or, or embarrassed to say that. Yeah. That's what happens.
1: Sometimes you know? we take those losses. It's uh, a great lesson to yeah, learn, man. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, um, you know, say it again, man. It's just about having conversations. Conversations, you know? yeah. I think it would be great to talk to somebody who has the opposing mm-hmm. idea about things about, that you do. yeah. And if you can talk about it in in a normal manner without mm-hmm. getting heated, mm-hmm. maybe you can realize something, or they can realize yeah. something, and you both leave there better people. Yeah. But if you're just attacking each other on social media, exactly, then you're not going to get you're anywhere. Not gonna get
2: anywhere. And that's why I had to I'm, I had to remove myself from situations like that. You know, um, people have to understand that if you're not willing to have a conversation, even if you don't want to agree with that person. And you think they're out? They're just wrong. Um, then that's a defeat. You lost there. You yeah, know what I mean, you can leave a conversation, a discussion, and not agree on things and be just fine. That's hard to do. Yep, yeah, for, for, for you know, yeah, it's <laughs> very hard to do, that's but it's hard. but it's possible. Definitely, definitely, it is possible. That's that's already happened to me a few times, and it is possible. Don't be upset at people for for feeling the way they feel. Remove them from your life, um, and 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 keep pushing. Yeah. If you want to have a conversation, have a conversation. Yeah, have a conversation though. You know.
1: Yeah, definitely. But when ego and pride gets into the 100%. way, it's very hard for those conversations yeah. to mm-hmm. even happen. Mm-hmm. So you went to school in Montana. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to you're playing basketball. So what ended up happening there?
2: Uh, I played basketball. I was so I went to Ventura College, and um, I was like. A pretty good basketball player. I went to college. Um, I was first team all, whatever it was. Back, well, I don't even can't even remember what the league was. Gotcha. you. Um, and I was averaging twenty and ten. You know, we were we had a losing record my my second year, um, but I as a player did pretty well. Mm-hmm. I kind of look back at it and be like, damn, I wish we did better. But you know, I individually did pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a few scholarships to a bunch of small colleges. Um, and i picked montana that was that was i just wanted to to leave go somewhere experience something different yeah um i went there went to montana and didn't play too much i uh had reoccurring knee injuries Mm. torn my meniscus in my left my left knee um something that i never got repaired or fixed i was just supposed to stay off of it and let it heal on tone um me being, you know, eighteen, nineteen years old, I'm I'm gonna play the next week. You yeah, know? and that's what happened. And and when I went to Mon- Montana, it was cold. Mm. Um, getting out of bed wasn't the same. Yeah, as getting out of bed in in, in Oxnard, you yeah. know. So that started to wear on me. But the best thing about it was we had a great team. Um, we had a lot of we had a lot of great players. Um, we stuck together. Um, it was it was hard for me to adapt not being the man on the team and just being a role player ah gotcha yeah Yeah. so when i became a role player was it was good it was just different and it took me a year because i had a year left after to really accept it i would say and then that last year was fun man it was good we wanted we won we won two league championships we went to the uh nai national tournament two years in a row in kansas city um so it was it was good it was really good did you do a lot of traveling yeah we traveled um not too crazy you know we we're in Montana the league is, is small but you know the closest team was hour and a half away mm. so we did a lot of busing gotcha, um, gotcha gotcha hour and a half away another another league team is four hours away five hours away um, Salt Lake from Montana ten hours we just take the bus so yeah. we you know we'd go to South Dakota we'd, we'd drive places could be like 15 hours or so but we did traveling that way um and yeah, I, I saw a lot, especially being in, in Wyoming and Montana, um, Washington. Well, I've been all over Idaho, um, South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, Minnesota. Wow! Yeah, and F- from basketball.
1: Yeah, and then to, from this day, you've probably traveled a lot more than that. Yeah, right?
2: literally. Don't know. You know, the only other state I've never been to besides, uh, yeah, the only state I haven't been to is Alaska
1: really yeah i'm like positive shit.
2: that's the only i've been to every other state. wow
1: so tell me what what traveling has done for you man because i know for me traveling has definitely opened my eyes to a, a lot more and it, it's definitely helped my growth yeah and made me realize um that people don't think the same way yeah they don't have the same type of lives and they're mm-hmm. not worried about the same things that i am and, and i kind of just took that for granted mm-hmm. you know thinking that you know life is like this for me it's Mm -hmm. like this for everybody around me so Mm -hmm. this is probably how it is yeah for everybody
2: um traveling is it's it's a blessing it's amazing to be able to go and see people's lifestyles from from anywhere you know down south to california is much different um east coast is much different yeah anywhere it's just it's just different and i'm i'm like i said i'm blessed enough to be able to to be able to talk about it um, but it's different. You see, you see how people live. You see how people react to situations in different places, and it's it is, it is a little crazy when you all think about it. When, you know, I, I was just I was in Japan a year ago. Mm-hmm. From now, I guess, pretty much, and that even thinking about I went to Japan twice. Yeah. And even that was amazing just thinking about the culture and Yeah. You know, going back the second time, being, you know, remembering places I went to is dope. You yeah, know? right. You know what I mean? Like, oh I went there. I had ramen at that place. And you could tell friends about it. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so it's cool. It's dope to be able to to talk about it and know. But I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one and I tell this um to everybody. There's so many beautiful places in the world. I haven't been everywhere. I still haven't been Australia. Um I seven been in New Zealand. Yeah. Um but there's no place like Oxnard. Yep. Hundred <laughs> percent there's, there's no place like, like Oxnar. and I tell people they're like, What? Like you get both the best of both worlds when it comes to Oxnard. Yep. Like you you have the beach if you want to go to the beach. If you want to go to a neighborhood that you you know, you be a ratchet neighborhood, yeah. you go to a Ratchet neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. You know, you want to go to nice neighborhood, you go to a nice neighborhood. If you want to uh you know, if you want to see some you know, mountains. You just travel a little bit. Yeah, 16, You know what I mean. Hit the PCH if you want to see. You know, there's just so much you can see. If you want to go on trails, you can go on trails. There's, you want to hike. There's just so much to do.
1: Do you could surf and snowboard exactly. in the same day? <laughs> exactly.
2: You go snowboard. It takes you 30 minutes to get to the other place. Yeah, like, it's 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 insane. But I tell people like in Ventura County, there's no place like Ventura County. Yeah, and I'm I'm really 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 Amazed in how great this place is, you know, um, you know, like I said, I don't live here. I'm always here though um, Just for work. It's just yeah. easier being out there and which is not too far. It took me 30 minutes to get here, you know, yeah. but I Do appreciate here. Being yeah, here, definitely. I mean? And I do love being being from here
1: Yeah, man, when I come home from a trip and I uh, land in LAX I'm driving home and once you get over that grade you feel like a calmness. Oh, just yeah. come to you. Oh 100% like I'm home. Yeah, I'm, I'm home,
2: home now. You can say anything you want about this place. You can say, oh, there's a bunch of gangs. Or, there's, yeah. There's, no, like, there's no place like home. Yeah. <laughs> there's no place. And, I, and I'm, and i like I said, I'm I'm happy to be from here. Like, I love it, man. I love being from this place. Me too. So tell me about Japan, bro. Where did you go? Man, in Japan, we've, I can't even tell you the name. I'm terrible when it comes to stuff. But we went to this, uh, my first time, we went to this place where, it's like a shrine. I don't know. It's like a spiritual place you go and you um you walk around. It's it's very far Are they the
1: orange yeah, like, pillars? Yes. Kyoto. I, I, okay.
2: Yeah. We went there. Amazing. And and it's and it's beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, to see their way of life, yeah and their culture. You know what I mean? I'm always I'm always down to see people's cultures and, and, and their way of life, you know? Um i'm not huge on documentaries i try to watch them sometimes they just get too boring for me but i love watching good documentaries because it kind of feels like it takes me to a place yeah especially when it comes to like you know different different cities and 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 countries i love watching documentaries like that um so not watching a documentary and actually being there is amazing and like i said i always you know i always take a couple pictures or I always take something back from wherever, you know, yeah. from Paris. I'll take a, I'll take one of the the magnets or something yeah, from, yeah, a, yeah. and people are like that's it. i be like, hey, it came from Paris, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'd give my dad like one of those or like a coffee mug or something. And I'd be like, hey, it came from Paris. Yeah. You know, so I always try to take something.
1: Um, Did you and, go to uh, to Tokyo? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. What do we you were, think of Tokyo? Tokyo is amazing. I love it. It's, man. A, it's amazing. Um, it's just different. I mean, to 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 me, I look like a giant to so many people out there <laughs> yeah. they're looking at me like, I like, bro, I don't play basketball. Yeah. I don't, I don't. But uh it's 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 dope to see how intrigued they are from us. Like they're they're intrigued because they've never been to LA, they've never mm-hmm. been to to the states and to them we're like, "Oh my gosh," but to us we're like, "Yo, this place is dope." Yeah, <laughs> and it is. It's dope. There's just there's not too much going on. I mean, there there is, but but it's just a beautiful place and it's clean i love it it's so clean yeah you know what i mean it's so clean you can't you know they don't smoke weed out there like it, it's wild it's crazy you know you go to jail for smoking weed out there yeah it's like five years or something like that dude
1: last time i went uh, my buddy from hawaii he mm-hmm. went as well and that dude brought like a cbd or like a a, a weed pen yeah I was like, dude, you're fucking nuts, you're bro. Nuts. He brought it. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> every, it.
2: Yeah, everybody would be like, nah, you gotta dump it, dump whatever you have. No. I smoked it, but <laughs> yeah, he was like, I smoked it. But I was like, like, give me some. <laughs> but if anybody <laughs> asked, it was yours, <laughs> not mine.
1: I feel you on that. Man, dude, last time we went, um, so crazy, dude. We uh, we stayed in kind of like uh, in, it's called Shibuya. Yeah, I know yeah, Shibuya. Shibuya. Yeah. We stayed right there, probably for where the crossing is maybe like five minutes. Yeah. from there, we stayed there. So. Um, we went and did all our stuff, and at nighttime, we're walking back to the uh, to the hotel, and mm-hmm. we passed this club, right? Mm-hmm. So we passed the club, and we're just walking, and uh, dude, the cops pulled us over, and they hopped out, and they searched us just for nothing. What? And I'm like, what the fuck? And they're just like, oh, yeah, very bad area, very bad. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, why yeah. didn't you just tell us that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, so they're searching us and I'm just like pissed off because I'm just like what the fuck you can't be searching us yeah. but then in my head I'm like yeah they probably can because this isn't the US yeah, this isn't bro. the US this is different they, <laughs> yeah. pra-
2: they can probably put you in a car and and, and they, it's wild out there
1: yeah but that's the only time I ever had any problems there dude Yeah. but no. o- other than that it's so dope i love yeah. it
2: yeah no they, they look at us different and they're like you know they look at us as trouble too yeah because you know people do go out there and, and cause trouble yeah it's just not the same as the u.s or some people go out there that have not never caused trouble in the u.s that are from the u.s that just want to go cause trouble somewhere else because they're in a foreign place
1: dude if i was a troublemaker i would probably do a lot of trouble yeah over there yeah
2: because you feel like you could do anything you, can, you do you do you feel it's just it's very free and it's dope you know what i mean um yeah, the, the, I, I'll i tell you a story, though. Yeah. <laughs> we, I had some downtime, and I was able to go, because I was like, I like to do karaoke, like, joke around. Yeah. um, I was able to go do karaoke, and we we're trying to find karaoke bars, and we we're asking, and there's people on the street, you know, trying to pass our cars and stuff. Yeah. Kind of like Vegas. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, carry, I just want karaoke. Like, that's all I want. Yeah we go in this karaoke bar there's women in there like it's like a it's like a strip karaoke bar and i'm like what what <laughs> i just want karaoke fam like yeah yeah i literally did like one song and i was like yeah, i got to go <laughs> but it, it it was funny though it was it was cool but their karaoke is different than our karaoke you know yeah yeah they they you you pay for to have like women around you and hang oh really do, yeah there's and i'm like yeah, i'm good <laughs> yeah. you know i was like I, this is weird you know, I just I want a little room with me and my homies to sing and, and you know just chill, yeah. But they that's that's how they did, you know. They do it, and I was just like, yeah, I gotta go.
1: Yeah, there's definitely an underworld to Japan. There's and an Tokyo for sure. Yeah,
2: I felt one time I was close to the underworld, and really? I was like, yeah, let me get back to my hotel real quick. <laughs> yeah, because
1: yeah, do you go into those yeah. and there's so many fucking rooms and yeah. so many stories up and down. And you're just like,
2: bro, I could just disappear right. Oh, here. you could, and no one would even know. One hundred percent. And I'm like, I've been in, I, like I said, I went to go do karaoke with a few friends. Um, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm. A, we're going to have to bounce. And we all agreed. And we're like, all right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I want to make a home.
1: Yeah. yeah. So more of the story, guys. Go to Japan. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, definitely go to Japan. Japan is amazing. Um, if you smoke weed, you can't smoke. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't even think about it. That's usually my detox time, dude. Yeah. Because all throughout the
1: year I'm smoking, but yeah. when I go to Japan, it's usually for like a whole week, mm-hmm. and I get there, and um, you know I can't smoke, and I start freaking sweating like a crackhead and yeah, shit like, at night, and I start having crazy you're ass just, dreams. You're just drinking, you're like, I'm out to just
2: drink, to yeah. just drink. I'm gonna go to the bar. Okay.
1: But I love it, man. Yeah. So back to Montana, dude. So you graduate from basketball from there, yeah. and then what do you do after that? Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be back in one minute. Kiltow Automotive has been a supporter of Downtime with Downstar for quite some time now, and we know that they're in your corner, that they got your back, whether you're under a car or you just need some help. No matter your race, creed, engine platform preference, that motto stands true. Accord, Civic, S2000, any Honda, any customer, anywhere in the world, with equal respectful treatment for all. We at Downtime with Downstar share these values, and as a special gift to downtime listeners, they're giving you guys a special deal. Using the let's deal function at the top of heeltoeauto.com, you'll find an option to request a special quote. Submit a special quote using the key phrase, I'm down with Downstar. Once again, the key phrase is I'm down with Downstar for a special deal on whatever you're shopping for. And of course, if you need any help, Marcus from Heeltoe is available by call, text, email to help out. Heeltoe wishes you guys a happy, healthy, and safe 2020. So I know a lot of you guys are questioning, what is this whole cult thing that's going on? Well, we're at Downstar, are starting our own cult. What is it? Are you gonna have to drink punch? Are we gonna sleep with your wives? No, none of that yet. But what it is, is a direct number to us, meaning me, frank downstar i'm the one that's answering the text so please right now text us 818-403-3473 you're just gonna have to follow a couple simple steps get added to your contacts and uh texas you know let us know what you're thinking of the episode so far if you guys have any questions anything like that anything even want to talk about life man just shoot us a text. We're here to help you guys out and we're here to have some fun, man. And uh, that's what the cult's about. So come join the cult, 818-403-3473. No charges, we're not gonna be selling your info. No bullshit like that, guys. Just straight up fun. So make sure you guys shoot us a text right now. 818-403-3473 and
2: uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. Have a good day. I come home and I'm, I'm a loser for like four months. What was your, <laughs> what was
1: your mentality? Like, what did you think? Okay, you just finished. You I, graduated I was college. Lost.
2: I was lost. Got you. I was super lost. I was like... I actually stayed out there for a little long. I was a student assistant coach. Okay. Finishing my degree. Um, and, yeah, when I came home, I was lost. I was like, okay, I don't play basketball anymore. I, no one cares about me. <laughs> yeah. And it's different. Um, and you just have to be a regular person. Like, what do you do? You know? Yeah. I played basketball all my life. Sports all my life. And then... When someone tells you you're done, you cannot play professional sports anymore, um or not not anymore. You don't have a chance to play professional sports. Yeah. Um, then your dreams are ruined, and I'm I'm literally at home. Like, what do I do? Fuck. Now, yeah. was your dream to play for the uh, NBA? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I wasn't good at a good enough to play. But you know, if any basketball player that gets into playing basketball and wants to become a college basketball player, if you don't have that dream, then you shouldn't be doing it you know got gotcha. you so everybody has that dream and I had that dream you know mm-hmm. and it so slowly started to crumble when, when I'm, I'm playing my last two years and you know we're winning but I'm not playing much you know yeah. I'm a role player got gotcha. no role players make it to the NBA I was you know and slowly it's like a it's like a slow slow death <laughs> and I'm mm. like uh, what do I do because all, all I knew was basketball 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 Um, but yeah when I came back I chilled for a couple of months um, and then I decided to uh, coach. I coached at um, Real Mesa High School. Okay. I was I was an assistant coach um, uh, for boys basketball, and I was a paraeducator educator there as well. So I was like, I, maybe I want to go back to school and become a teacher and do this. And that's what I thought I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I did it for like a year and a half or so, two years. And then um, I needed money, so I was like, let me let me get a job. That's easy, that I'm not doing, you know, that that doesn't take up the time of me coaching and, and working at the school. Um, so I basically, I think it was, what was my first job? Oh, I went to, uh, uh, why can't I think of the name? Empirapont. Um, what is it? I did security there. Why can't I think of it? Social tap. Oh, got you, got you, I did got security. you! Yeah, social tap for about a year and a social half.
1: Social tap, dude, right across the street. Dukes, you ever yep. go there? Yeah, oh, we, I used man. to go there after my shift. So they had that the, the gizmo, the chicken yeah, sandwich, so good. so bomb. So good.
2: okay, so social
1: tap. I was there. Yeah, what was, was it like tap. there, um, being a security
2: right there? Um, it was different <laughs> because yeah. you know, um, nobody. There's not a lot of people that look like me. There. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, but I was respected. They respected me out there, so it was cool. And you know, like I said. You always have to put your foot down in certain situations you can't let people walk over you and stuff like that you got to be stern yeah um, and that's how i was but i was respected because i was stern and i still did my job and i wasn't a you know extra yeah um so it was cool i learned a lot there as well you know um, dealt with a few situations nothing crazy but i did that and i was like it's easy i yeah. can do this you know what i mean it, you know i i so i did that and um a girl named elena she worked, she was the manager at Social Tap. Okay. And her dad, Big Lou, he did security at Nobu in Malibu. Okay. And he was like, yo, you want to do security, make a little more money? You can do it in, you know, Nobu, Malibu. And I'm like, Nobu, Malibu? <laughs> oh, Drake, be talking about Nobu, Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, done, yes, for sure. Uh, so I got a job there, started working there. You know, there you have to wear suits. And, yeah. Um, So I was working there for a while and, you know, getting pictures with, Everybody, Drake, and Kim so you Patch got to meet Drake. And yeah, I've, I've been around Drake. Gotcha. I mean, not like, "Hey, Drake, you're my, you know, but being yeah. around him, he's in the restaurant. You know, I one thing I'm always good at, and I've always I, pr- I take pride in is never fan out if I see somebody I like. Yeah, there's a lot of people, and I'm not trying to diss anybody, but there's a lot of people that that are in my profession. I want to be in my profession that that uh that are overly geeked for that, and and I think that you just can't. Like gotcha it, it, yeah it, it, it just it's not you're not able to fully do your job if you do that if you're that way definitely i have a few times and i have to check myself like all right you know because i'm human i think my head like oh that's so-and-so you know but you have to you want them to feel comfortable you know you want to humanize them exactly as well. they don't they're, they're like Man, i'm just trying to eat some yeah. people want to go there and they're they're like yeah i want you to notice me of yeah. course <laughs> um, but for the most part they just want to relax have fun and enjoy you know and that's what Security there was for to help you know they obviously they, they'll bring their own security whatever you can they'll tell you what they need from you and whatever so um, you have communication with their security yeah if their security is there and I introduce myself like hey dude, what do what what do you need from me do you know that's just how it works you know and and some are dicks some are like I don't need nothing from you you're just this or some people mm. are like you know you know hey can you make sure the paparazzi outside is is isn't by our car or isn't bothering us when we come out. God, gotcha. can you help me? Which is great, you know, it gives me something to do and you help escort them in the car and make sure people from the restaurant cuz there's there's normal people that are eating at the restaurant that booked uh, uh, a dinner there 9 months in advance and happened to see Drake that day. Yes, they're geeked, you know yeah, what I mean? They yeah, geeked yeah. out right now. And you have to make sure that they're not taking pictures and cuz Nobu is really big on on uh Artist privacy mm. entertainer's privacy which is amazing but you have to help enforce that got gotcha. you um, so that was my job and I, and I I loved it I enjoyed it yeah and, and we were speaking about Pep yeah um, Pep I think I was working there for like seven months or so and I was like you know me and Pep were doing he was doing security somewhere else like down down in Ventura and he was doing like uh, tequila festival and certain things like that gotcha and, gotcha uh, gotcha but I was like trying to get him in and it was so funny. I was sending um, my old boss Pep's picture, like his ID, like, yo, my boy wants to work. My boy wants to work. And he never hit me back. And I was like, why is he not hitting me back? Hit him again finally. And he was like, uh, yeah, man, you're, 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 your friend looks pretty young. Like, he looks young. He doesn't look. And I'm like, what? And I look. And I didn't realize. I looked at Pep's picture. Yeah. Pep looked like a little boy. He had his he, he had his head shaved. It was an old, like, I'm like, bro, <laughs> give me a new photo, fam. Like, <laughs> Like he didn't look the same, and it was, yeah. and I was like, no, 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 that's not. And I sent him a picture. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I and 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 understandably, pe- Pep looked crazy in the picture. So I was like, I, I was like, bro, you got to give me another picture. Like, he's not trying to hire you. Yeah. And finally, he got me another picture, and then they met, and then he ended up hiring him. He's like, oh, dude's a. Cr-. I'm like, yeah, he's a good dude. Like, and he's and he's and he's about his work. Like, yeah. And and then you know he got hired. Um. So we started working nights, some nights together, and um. Uh, the security company I work for got contracted and they worked at uh, Soho mm-hmm. West Hollywood mm-hmm. so there's more people I'm seeing you know so we're, we're, me and him basically and a few other people are holding it down you know meeting people and, and after a while when it was both of us working there you know people wanted us to work there wanted us together on the, on the big nights like Saturday night Leo's coming in and so and so's coming in can you can you guys come in because we were really good at what we did, we, gotcha. didn't, we didn't. We made sure no one bothered, and we made sure that that people respected us, and we made sure that that artists felt safe and entertainers felt safe when they came. Um, it, it. Some people be like, "That's easy, I can do that," but it's not easy when you see, you know, Rihanna and 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 so and so at two separate tables, and you're trying to keep an eye on both and not fan. It's not easy. You yeah, know? you got to think of it that way. You think people think it's easy because they're like, "Oh, I can do that easy." Yeah, yeah can you be professional throughout a, a eight-hour shift of making sure everybody's safe and and making sure no one's taking pictures I mean it sounds cool but it's not easy you know and me and pep did a really good job of like setting the tone um, doing that And we really take pride in that yeah so when we did start working for uh, logic we really you know had the ball rolling already yes because yeah. cause we were so like we're this is something we take very seriously very serious. I I was, we we were getting um, contacted by people to do party security, like you know, NBA players, NFL players, um, some actors and actresses, and we started to, to take them up on it. You know, me, Pep, and a few other guys from this area would go and do parties, help you know, make sure everybody's safe, whatever, get paid for it. So you mean like a party in the hills? Party in the hills. We, we did a bunch of those, and we met we met tons of people, but we did our job. And yeah. the words started to get out, you know. And long story short, I met one of uh, my boy, Little Jay, which is Logic's old assistant. Okay. I met him there. He was there with uh, Danny Green, um, the place for Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. And he's really good friends with him. And he was uh, he's like, yo, you know, I work for Logic, so and so so and so. You know, um, if you ever need anything from me, you know, gave me his card, his number, whatever. Literally, like five months later, he's like, yo, Logic needs security. And, wow. You know, I was like, oh, dope. You know. And um literally a month later I was on tour with him.
1: So at this point were you familiar with his work? Yeah. You know,
2: I was you know, under at that time it was under pressure. Tits was just about to come out, the the incredible true story was just about to come out. Uh huh. Um actually sorry, it, it came out. Um, but we, he was just about to go on tour for, for him, that album. For that album. Gotcha, gotcha. And um literally, I was like, Oh, crazy. I was like, I'm down. And then uh, I didn't get a text from him for a while. Then two days later, he's like, "Yo, Logic's gonna text you. He wants to talk to you." I'm like, "Oh, dang." Yeah. Text me. He texted me on his birthday, which is crazy. And they were at a fest. They were at a show somewhere in like Pittsburgh. And he's just like, "Yo, oh, um, is there any way we can meet?" You know, he wanted to know who he's hiring. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was like, "Yeah." So I came, went to his house. He lived in um he lived in the Valley at the time. Okay. Um, went to his house, met with them, had a great discussion. Literally, pretty much hired me on the spot. And then I, you know, two weeks later I went on tour with him. Yeah. And been working with them ever since. Wow. So, yeah.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah, Yeah, that album is a great album. Yeah. I love that album. It's, it's one
2: it's one of my favorite albums. You know, the people you'll get people to be like, Oh, I love this loud, you know, this album. This. I, I'm I love all his music and all his body of work because I see how hard he works. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't see that, so they're just like, Oh, this is whack. And then, you know, the internet. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Man. So, but but me personally, I I like all his body because I see how 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 hard he works. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and and that that's how it pretty much started. I was working with him, um, doing home security as well, living there. Um. So you lived at his house. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, this was literally a couple, right after tour. So I lived there. Um, made sure everything was good. made sure he was safe and he felt safe. Um. And then it was funny because. We used to, all, cause I'm, you know, I'm with him every day. We used to always talk, 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 and I used to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, yeah, man, something, 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 talking about something. I'd be like, yeah, my boy, Pep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and then he would, and then he'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah. and then my boy, Pep. Like he was good. They'd be like, bro, you, you want me to meet him? Like, is, that, is this your friend? You like him? Like, what's up? And I'm like, it's my boy. Like, if you want to. So he ended up coming to the house, and Bob met him, and instantly they linked. They, yeah. They became really cool. But like I said, I'm always down to like you know bring the ladder down and and for good people because he's a great dude now what why do you feel like that where do you think that that's from um i don't i just i just genuinely like to i like i don't want to be alone <laughs> yeah. i like i want to win with people you know and i i just think that's what you're supposed to do i don't know that's just how you're supposed to do it you know my, my i think i get that get that from my dad as well my dad is very like you know, I remember being a young kid. My dad's driving and someone's broke down. He'd be like, "Get out, All right, let's get out the car." And I'd be yeah. like, "What do you? No, I'm not trying to. I'm trying to go home." He's like, "Nah, you get out the car. Come on, push the car. Push yeah. the damn car. Come on." Yeah. Because that's how my dad is. He's always like, "You got to help somebody." You know, if, if someone needed money, my dad's gonna give him the money and complain about it. But he's gonna give him the money. Yeah. You know, someone needs five hundred bucks, he can give him. He's like, "God damn, I gotta give so and so five hundred bucks." But he'll give it to him because he knows they need it. And that's how he is. Yeah. Though he, he's funny about it and complains about it. He really cares. And I think that's who I got it from. Um, my brother's the same way too. Yeah, he's always, a, you know, he wants to put homies on and put people on and and help people, and that's just how he is. And that I think that's who I got it from. Yeah. So seeing, you know, you know, I played basketball with Pep at, at Ventura College, mm-hmm. and I knew Pep. Um, I, used, I used to be like the, uh, Pep was this dude with the skinny ankles and the and in the, in the in and <laughs> the, the big calves that used to shoot threes. Yeah. Because um, he went to Buena, so I knew Pep, and and he was a year older than I was, but I knew Pep. Um, so when we became closer and closer, you know, I was like, you know, he's he's about this security life just as just as much as I am. Why not put him on, you know, because yeah. he would do the same thing for me because I always say, you know, I got um, Logic's assistant's number at the time. But if I went to the bathroom and he started talking to Pep, Pep would have had the number. Yeah. So the roles would have been reversed. It didn't matter who started first. Yeah. You know, we're here together now. You know, yeah. that's how I see it. But yeah, I, I was just always yeah yeah, Pep, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Pep. and I'd be like yeah Pep, you know Pep. I'd be like oh my, you know Pep was doing jiu jitsu at the time too, and I was like yeah my my boy does jiu jitsu yeah he's good. And <laughs> Pep was like, Pep was Pep was barely starting was a white belt. Pep yeah. likes pizza too. <laughs> yeah, and I was like yeah Pep Pep yeah he was he was doing jiu jitsu yeah, yeah 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 he's good. And and now looking back at it, I started jiu jitsu and but but like he was wasn't doing much at the time, but I kept saying he was yeah. So I was hyping him up because that's just that's just how I am, you know, and I think that's. You know, everything came full circle. Look, like we're still working together. Everything is smooth. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. I, I just believe in, you know, I believe in helping someone. You, you that's know, good. sorry to cut you off, but you, you have something. I feel like it's, you know, if I know somebody and I feel like it's going to benefit you, I'm going to give you a call. And, I appreciate it. That, that's just how I am. I don't want anything from you. you yeah. know. I just feel like that's how people need to be, and that's how we need to be as a society, as as a human race. Definitely. We need to be able to to help each other. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean giving money or or helping someone eat or give food. How about opportunities? You know, yeah. How about, how about putting people in places to to help them and further their, their 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 careers? You know, you don't have to give them money, and you don't have to, you know, help them step by step, but help them get in the door at least, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that, man. And the reason I ask you why you feel like that, because I I feel the same way. You know, I like to help people out. And Mm -hmm. I'm always, if I'm on social media and I could see that there's somebody that, you know, they're releasing something or they're doing something, you know, quick share, it doesn't Mm -hmm. do shit for me. yeah, But it can possibly put their product, their whatever they have in in somebody else's eyes. And hopefully that helps. And the reason I do that is because when I started my journey, like, I had to learn from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to go through all the tough experiences because I never had anybody reach down yeah. and help me up. So now that I'm at the position where I can help people up, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that as much as I can because I want their journey to be easier yeah. than my journey was. Yeah. Because I wish I had somebody reaching out to Mm -hmm. me you know not even to to help like bypass things but like oh dude, you have an you have a new brand you need t-shirts i have a t-shirt guy yep
2: easy as that two people you're helping out right there
1: easy as that Mm -hmm. exactly and that's the way that i think about it okay i'm helping this guy out because now he can start selling merch for his company and i'm helping my t-shirt guy out so Mm -hmm. whenever i'm in a jam i hit them up it comes to their mind yeah like yo Frank always sends me always, people. Yeah, so I'm gonna get this job. Yeah, it benefits care of. you too.
2: Exactly. One hundred percent. And I and I think that's that's a great way of thinking, and I think that's how a lot of people should be. Everybody should be. You know? Um but there isn't, you know. Yeah, definitely, man. Especially in this in, in the industry I work with, there's just so many people that are very standoffish, very uh about themselves. Yeah. And I don't take offense to it because I get it. You know, people have been damaged from previous yeah. situations they've been in um especially in the industry that they're like never again you know never again so i have this this wall up i have this fence up and you can't hop it yeah and and i have this guard up and you can you can't break it you know that is the way of life in this industry nowadays and i don't i'm not upset at, it at all i just get it you know
1: yeah definitely even with podcasting you know you would think that the company Downstar, We've been around for ten years now. You mm-hmm. think, okay, we start a podcast. This is gonna be cooking. Yeah, this is episode one eighty six. You know, yeah. and we we barely get like five hundred thousand views. Yeah, on each one, and it's just like, okay, I'm not having anybody help me out the same way before. Yeah, but I've already I've already done it. Mm-hmm. I know what the grind takes. So I'm yeah. just gonna keep grinding, and yeah. grinding. And and that's hopefully, what it's about. The yeah. grind, the definitely. Teach it teaches you. A lot of discipline mm-hmm. and then you take that discipline and I feel like I could start anything that yeah, I want because I just know yeah. what it will take to start. Which is
2: amazing. You go through something and you might fail, you might not fail, but if you fail, you're gonna learn from it. Yeah. And if you don't, you're just gonna keep going. And if until you do fail, you're always gonna fail at something. Even if it's even if it's one podcast that didn't get as many views as the other, that can be a fail and that can help motivate you. Yeah. to, to push in a different route or keep pushing even harder, you know? Yeah. Um, so losses, losses are, are, come in different forms. They don't just come as something huge. I lost all this money or I lost it. Like losses can come from, you know, having a great day from podcasting and coming home and having a huge argument with your girl yeah. and, you know, and, and being not yourself for a week or two because, exactly of it. you know, that's a loss too, but you just have to learn how to juggle both and bounce back from it. You know, people sometimes think that losses come, um, from something huge or it's just, abrupt. It's like, boom, you lost. And it's not, no, that doesn't happen that way. You know, you can, you can lose and, and, and it's not very big, but it, it, when, when you're losing, you need to be able to to transform that in something to win, you know? And when I say that, I mean, you need to learn how to take your losses and, 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 and you need to learn how to make them not only better, but make them to a point where this can never happen again you know what I mean like you know if if, if I go to the store and it's packed and it's 5 o'clock and I have a meeting at 515 down the street but I need something from the store before I hit that meeting you end up going to that meeting you're late that's a loss why because people are going to see you as being late yeah so what do you do if you have a meeting that next week and you need to go to the store before that meeting what do you do you Take care of that early. before. Yeah. You, you go a little earlier. Yeah. Like, it is what it, people were like. Well, that's not. No, it's a loss because people look at you as being late. Yeah. You're late now. You you know, you're only late once, but you're late. You you're can the be, late guy now. You're the late guy now. You can be on time f- f- all your life. Yeah. But you're late for that meeting. You're known as being the late guy. They're not gonna say it, but they're like, "Oh, this dude comes in late all the time, <laughs> all the time, exactly. When's all the time." Yeah, it's like well, I only last been la- time. <laughs> yeah, I only been late once, you know. But but that's how it is in this this in, in this world. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. And when they look at you like that, the last thing you did was you were late. Yeah. So you got to learn from that. And what do you do? You go. You go to the store and you pick up whatever <laughs> you need to pick up. Yeah. Hour before, two hours before, thirty minutes before, and make sure you're on time for that yeah. next meeting. You know what I mean? So you're not labeled as being late. Definitely, man. So you get the job with
1: Logic. Mm-hmm. Did you realize at that time that your your life was going to completely change?
2: Man. Um no, I didn't. I was I was so driven and so ready to keep my job and so ready to to make sure I didn't fail that at some some of those points of me working, I didn't live in the moment. I was yeah. so like, so it was crazy. And I'll tell you this, a lot of people don't know, you know, um, I worked, 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 Pep, Pep started working with us as well. And I went through a breaking point where I was just like done mentally. I was traveling. I was going everywhere. Um, get to see people, you know, I, I was getting paid decently. I was able to pay my bills and save, um, to the point where I, I didn't work for six months down yeah so it was just pep i didn't work for six months and i realized why it all happened yeah it all happened because i i was so prideful and i was so in my work in my job that i felt like i i need to be here all the time mm-hmm. but i was never able to come here and relax so i was always like i need to be up here be up here but to always think that every day yeah you know it wears on you so now my philosophy now on everything is take time to yourself, and I've learned that because of that. Like I, it, what happened to me, I, I consider a loss, a healthy loss, something I needed. Um, yeah. So when I bounce back, and and um, I'm blessed enough to was able to come back and work again, and and to have my job, you know, because he understood like okay, take your break, you know, took my break and came back and never skipped the beat and just kept going. But learn how to how to give myself time. You know, I love the gym. I, yeah. I was always, you know, I was 250 something at one point. Um, I was huge. And I was just gym, 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 work, 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 work. And when you're constantly putting pressure on your muscles and your body and not taking the proper rest and then just working and working and thinking about working all these things, you're you're bound to just yeah crack. And I did. And um, I learned from it. And, and like I said, I'm blessed enough to be in the position I am now to, to tell people, like, if this is what you guys want to do, if this is what you want to get into, you have to learn how to take breaks. Um, my girlfriend, which I love, shout out to Kendall, she, uh, <laughs> she knows when to let me be and when yeah. not to let me be because I've expressed that to her. I let her know, like, I was so bad at, like, having my own downtime. So if she's going to go somewhere and she wants to go to the mall or something and it's my day off, she's like, all right. She look at me like, I'm going to the mall. You can come if you want. But You know, (laughs) she knows that I'm not going to want to go. I go sometimes. But if I'm like on my day off and I'm chilling, I worked out, I just want to chill and like relax and and decompress. um, She knows now. She gets it. Yeah. And and it's easier when when it's a situation like that, you know. And, you know, I love that the fact that she knows me well enough now, she's just like, you know, she knows that I, I I have a point where I just need to decompress.
1: Now, was that a conversation that you had with her to tell her these these, uh, these signs that you'd be giving off? Or, you know, like, I, I just don't feel yeah. right right now.
2: Com- conversations and sometimes she just experienced it and be like, what's wrong with you? Like, uh, what are you doing? You know, yeah. or she would check me because I don't know how to. I wasn't able to verbally 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 tell her. Um, basically i'm not feeling it today yeah. i just want to be able to relax i've been working x amount of days you know and i would just kind of be like kind of be like i don't want to do this or that and then she kind of adapted she's really good she adapted and learned like okay and she was a- able to tell me so she always she always uh tells me use my words yeah it's kind of funny but it's real it's you true. know i have to i have to use my words cuz i sometimes i'm just like i revert back to like all right my safe zone yeah Cause I can go hard. I can go hard for six months, and then know I have this time off, and then and then decompress forever.
1: Now, do you feel it was the workload, um, or do you feel like there wasn't enough to, that you were doing in your life that actually made you happy, and you were just delaying your happiness? I was
2: delaying my happiness. Well, I, I I just didn't know how to. I was young. I was twenty four, five when I started doing all this. Twenty four okay. when I started doing the Nobu and all that stuff. And I think I was 26 when I started working for him, so I'm fairly still kind of young if yeah, you think about it you definitely. know people that are in my profession that do it from you know they, they do it for a long time but you know they tour they you know they've been doing it now i I was new to it you know so I didn't know how it was to come home and decompress and like I said I did I did live there as well yeah so I was always on and making sure I was you know and he was really good at um take a day off or take a break. But I was still like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was still like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Cause I am good i am good because i know like people know I'm weak or like yeah. I needed a day off. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. What you got going on today? Yeah. Like, you know, he was always big on like take a day off. Take no, no, take some time off. Like, and I'm no, I'm uh, I'm good. I was big, and that's where I made the mistake. You know, I made the mistake of always wanting to push and push and push, and I finally just cracked. You know.
1: God I mean? damn, I can totally relate to that. Bro. Yeah. You know where, where do you feel that that's from that that you feel like you have to put up that that facade of I'm good. Yeah. I don't need nobody's help like I, I, I'm you're I'm watching you. Yeah,
2: I would say my dad. And the reason why I say my dad is because you know um my dad was a single parent. Like I you know, my mom my mom and Dad raised me till I was like twelveish. I, you know, and then I got to a point where they split up, and I, I had to pick who I wanted to live with. My mom wanted to move to North Carolina. I didn't want to live. Got there. you. So, you know, I was a mama's boy, but I was like, and I love both my parents, but I was just like, I want to stay in Oxnard. Yeah. So I stayed in Oxnard, and, you know, my dad was struggling. You know, we I lived I lived in a in a room. Me, my dad, and my brother, we lived in a room together for like a year and a half. Wow. One room. Me and my my brother had a cot on one side, and my and I had a cot on the other side. Like I remember watching um, the the nine eleven, waking up, and my dad turned on the TV, a little TV, and we see see the planes crashing into to, to the towers. Fuck. And in in the little room together, I lived in Limwood at the time. Yeah. And to see that, and to see always my dad, you know, living living in that situation for a little bit, and my dad was it always stressed out he was acting like nothing was wrong but I knew he you know now looking back at it I knew he was stressed out Yeah. you know then my dad just worked his way up did, did schooling started getting promoted to jobs and making more and more and more money to where we got out of that situation you know so I, I get it from him because he's able to he was able to um to not show it yeah. to us to, towards us you know like to, that he was struggling or that he was um that he was in need of help he just found a way and did it
1: yeah, man, I feel the same. Um, you know, I try to put on this this, this, this strong face mm-hmm. all the time because I tell my wife, look, this life that we have, this is the life that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I have to put up with everything that comes with it. Mm-hmm. But this just isn't fun yeah. all the time. Most of the time, it's not fun. Yeah, it's work. You know, It's work. Mm-hmm. And I, I have so much stress on my shoulders. I have so many responsibilities. So many people are looking to me Mm -hmm. as the one to have all the answers, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not complaining about that because I could, I could easily just stop down, start, turn the website off and go work somewhere else. Yeah. This is my choice, Mm -hmm. but it's still hard, man. Yeah. And sometimes I'll just, I'll just be having a great day and Mm -hmm. then just like, I don't know where it'll just come and you listen to a certain song or something like that. And, I really feel like I just want to start crying. Yeah. Because it's like, fuck, dude, this is so heavy right now. Yeah. But I can't. Mm -hmm. I can't start crying Mm -hmm. because my son's watching. Yeah. My wife's watching. I can't go to my parents' house and open up to them because I don't want them to be worrying about me. Exactly. So I need to handle this internally, Mm -hmm. which isn't the best answer all the time. It isn't the best answer.
2: But I'll give you this advice. don't be afraid to be weak in front of your significant other because those are the times where, uh, those are, th- those are things you need. You know, sometimes you just need a pat on the back yeah. or sometimes you need someone to tell you, Hey, just take the day off and relax. You don't want to hear it, but actually take them up on their advice and be like, Oh dang. All right, cool. This actually yeah. worked. You can work without working, you know, do something, something else as a hobby and work towards that. You know what I mean? Um, that was my issue cuz i had nothing and this is why i do music this is why i do music because not because i want to be paid millions of dollars which sounds amazing yeah uh, a record deal and i'm going to be the best artist ever no I, I do music because i truly enjoy doing music um i and and it gives me s- something that nothing else really gives me yeah. you know i go to the gym and i get a crazy pump and i'm working out for 2 hours that gives me something that that n- nothing can touch but doing music is it's very similar it gives me something that nothing else that i do can touch yeah and it's my own no matter if i sound terrible or not it's yeah. my own i made the music i wrote the lyrics i sang i rapped whatever it was i did and it's mine you know what i mean yeah. and and to have something that's yours outside of work you know or it feels like work helps you decompress it yeah. helps you get away from from that feeling of oh I, I have to do this to, or there's not gonna be enough money on the table for next month or I have to do this or 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 you know we're greedy at some time. oh I got to get this big move done or if I don't get this big move I'm not going to get this deal you, you know we're businessmen as well so that can can you know manipulate us and 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 bring us to a falling point and we have to learn how to juggle both you know yeah. so like I said, don't be afraid to uh, be vulnerable you have to be vulnerable you know and
1: that that's something that i've definitely been working on Mm -hmm. um and it comes with realizing myself Mm -hmm. as well you know self evaluating Mm -hmm. realizing why i start feeling like this what what happened what is my diet like Mm -hmm. you know what what's really going on is there really a lot of stress or is it just in my head, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of it is just me being hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about before the podcast started, when you have like free time, mm-hmm. you're not just like, oh, cool. Let's just hang out and go to the beach. No. Fuck no, dude. I could be at the beach and pretending that I'm having a great time. Yeah. But my mind is just fucking like, dude, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. You need to go do that shit. That's what do you? Me. You know? Yeah. Same Very shit. similar.
2: Very similar. It's like. If I have this much time, I could be, I can be, I can, I can put my energy somewhere else. You know, that's that's how I feel. Um, recently, you know what's going on now. I'm like, you know, uh, me and me and Pepper like like this when it comes to investing. We're like, we're we're, we're working on generational wealth at the yeah. point. And that's something I think about daily. I literally think about it daily. That's all I think about yeah. is generational wealth. I don't think about myself. I think about when I get married. I think about when I have kids. I think about how they're gonna deal with the world and how how am I gonna help them? Yeah. You know, if my kid wants to go to college, like, I need money for that. Generational wealth. I want I want my kids to have money, and I want them to work for their own money. Yeah. And have their kids have money, and and what I mean by money is not money and be rich and have all these cars. No, I want them to be to to be able to have a head start in this world definitely and be able to uh, make the right decisions with the money you know mm-hmm. and 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 money does not buy happiness but money is money helps a lot <laughs> yeah you know no
1: definitely especially when you start at those positions mm-hmm. you know being in the one bedroom mm-hmm. apartment yeah you know i remember it was just um my dad was the only one working mm-hmm. so it was my mom me and my two sisters mm-hmm. and um i remember i helped him out with his resume one time like years later after i already understood what you know working and money was yeah and then i i looked at his work history from this time mm-hmm. I was like wow he really wasn't making shit yeah you know and mm-hmm. we i felt good yeah. I, the house was good like we had food we went exactly. to school we had clothes but mm-hmm. just looking at that just being like you know i i don't want to have to have I don't I don't wanna to have to live like that. Yeah. And I don't want my offspring to have to, to live, live. like that. that. Exactly. And the only reason that my dad had to go through that is because that was the life that he designed. He didn't have anything. Exactly. That, and then from before him, like his family came from Mexico. Yeah. So it's just getting better. Yeah. So my idea with with everything now is like I have to make my parents proud. Mm-hmm. I have to make my dad proud that when he was working and grinding mm-hmm. and not making that much money and just being the only income mm-hmm. that it was all worth it yeah because now his son is able to provide exactly for his son exactly. that's exactly how so I feel. on and
2: so forth that's exactly how I feel and that's and that's I I just I want my kids to be comfortable and and maybe comfortable might not be the right word, but i I want them to to not be at a disadvantage yeah. you know unfortunately I you know I was at a disadvantage Brandon was at a disadvantage which is my dad it isn't my dad's fault you yeah know, he didn't have anything and he worked his way and gave us a great life like i was a you know like you said your dad you know it's like you didn't you didn't know that what was going on yeah i didn't my dad was probably making pennies but he was still paying the rent there's still food in the fridge there's still drinks in the fridge There yep. was still you know I, w- I had a bed to sleep in you know i could watch tv watch movies i had everything yeah i had everything i needed if i needed my, you know, I was playing football and I needed a uniform. My dad would pay for it. He'd come up with it somehow. I don't know how, but he'd come up with it. Yeah. You know, we don't think of those. We didn't think of those things now, but I think of those things. You know, I, you know, we don't think of those things back then, but I think of them now. Definitely. Um, you know, because now I pay my own bills and I'm like, oh dang, I wonder how much my dad had to pay back <laughs> in the day for this. Or yeah. this. You know what I mean? Um, including two kids, you know, you know, my brother, you know, didn't play sports, but he had other things he needed money for, you know. He obviously worked, but not, you know, he didn't work enough to to just support himself when he was in high school. You know, I didn't work because I was like, I'm playing basketball. My dad supported that and it got me to where I am now. Um, So I do appreciate that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And those things that we went through helped us uh, be the men that we are to yeah, this yeah. day. But one thing that I, I truly believe in is uh, is a smart person learns from their mistakes, but a wise yeah. person learns from the mistakes of others. Mm-hmm. So if I can tell my son the things that I've been through, mm-hmm. show him examples. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to get the lesson mm-hmm. and he doesn't have to go through those same things that I went through. Yeah. But now that I went through it, I could pass it on to him, let him know how good, good of a situation he's in. And I tell my son all the time, do you you love your life? Everything's great right now. Mm -hmm. Your son better have a way better life than you had. Mm -hmm. And so on and
2: so forth. I'm trying to change the bloodline. Exactly. Same. Like I said, generational wealth. That is something that, you know, even growing up here, a lot of people don't have. Um, And, you know, in the near future, it's something I want to talk about more and more and more definitely, more. Because it's, it's not fair... And this is how I see it. And and now when I tell people this, they understand. It is not fair for you to have a kid just because you want a kid and not be able to give them the best life. Yeah. It's not fair to them. Just because you think like, oh, let's have a kid. Let's have a kid because you feel like you have a kid. No, that's not how it is. If you feel like you want you have a kid, you need to take on all the responsibilities to be able to give them the best life possible. And I can't say that for a lot of people. You Definitely. know, Selfishly, a lot of people want to have kids just to have a kid be like oh this is my bloodline or the, you know I got a kid and, and which is cool but me personally if I have a kid my kid needs to be my, my, my family needs to, to be a family and they need to be set up and what I mean by that is I need to not have them at a disadvantage when they get to an age where you know they're going to start needing things I need them to be at a point where they're understanding that yeah, you know I'm going to give and I'm going to help them but they're going to have to start working to help their family Eventually,
1: yeah, it's crazy, man. Life is fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, but um, you know, to have these sort of realizations and these these kind of awakenings, they're they're a rough ride sometimes, yeah. but it, it's definitely necessary. You know, because if you didn't, you would just be going through life yeah. and just not knowing that there's even a problem. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what I feel that a lot of people do. They don't uh-huh. they don't realize that the life that they're living. Well, I don't want to say a problem, but I uh-huh. want to say that there, there's definitely a lot more potential. Yeah. Everybody listening to this right now. These are two guys from Oxnard. And if uh-huh. you're from Oxnard, you're no better or worse than we are. Yeah. You're in the same exact position. Exactly. You know, in the same.
2: It, and, and that's that's the thing, too. I when I got a following on social media with being around certain people or you know, I always posted pictures. You know there was a there was a part and I'll be honest there was a, there was a point where I was like oh followers I can post pictures I oh, look cool like yeah. yeah I'm getting likes and that that really that literally didn't last for a very long time and I'll tell you why it didn't last for a very long time because I saw that 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 didn't really mean anything. To people, I didn't really mean anything to people that way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I post pictures, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that didn't really mean anything. And people were just liking my pictures just to like because of who I was around. Mm-hmm. Not because of me. And that's not bad, you know, because we do it all the time. Um, but I sort of rebranded myself to where I want to show people that didn't necessarily have the best lives. And weren't able to see the things i've seen i'm trying to tell them like this is possible this can happen for you you know because if you look at my story that i just told you like i didn't i wasn't just given the keys and they yeah. were like go ahead i worked towards that and i was blessed enough to be in a position um you know the timing you know god's work i was literally there and and and, and that's how it happened hey do you do you want to work for so-and-so you know yeah boom
1: do you ever feel like the the universe puts situations in in your hands, and you got to be able to? Uh, it leaves it up to you to 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 go for that risk and take yeah. that risk.
2: I, I would say, and I'll and I'll stop you there. I don't believe in like the universe. I you know I'm I'm am i I'm a believer. I believe in God, gotcha. so I feel like I feel like um, God. I gotcha. always I always and and I don't say lucky. <laughs> I yeah. say blessed, and the reason why I say blessed because when I say lucky, that means it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. I, I feel like. God does things for a reason, you know? Um, he gives, you know, he helps you with this, and he gives you endless possibilities from this way to that way, and it's up to you to push towards them. But he's not gonna be like, here. yeah. You know, he's gonna see how you react to certain things, and and look look at, you know, your, your product of, of all this. And people, someone from Oxnard, and Ventura, or, you know, the 805 are gonna be like, whoa, I can start a podcast? Yeah. Cause, cause it's like, what I do is amazing. And I get it to a lot of people. It's amazing. They love it. But it's still a job. Um, what you do, to me, is great. It's amazing. And the reason why Thanks. I say that is because you're your own boss. Um, you created something um, for yourself. And it, obviously it's a work, but it's yours. Yeah. You know, you did it. And it's showing people from our surrounding areas that it is possible. You know? where what what is What is it the... Two degrees separation, six degrees, you know. Yeah. Like, 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 look at you're grabbing people from different industries and 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 look at you know you you're getting in the room with certain people. Through time, you're gonna be interviewing the people the type of people I work for. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 that is your way of doing things. You know? And that's gonna show a lot of people from this area. Like, there's hope. You can do it. You know? Yeah. People. I was telling someone. Yeah, I live. I live in the valley. I live in LA. But when I was growing up, it seemed so far. It was so far. Once you get up to grade, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm far from home. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 like I said, people don't really. I live on the south side of Oxford, so it took a minute to drive to hit a, to, to hit to to the, th- freeway. the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, t- it takes a minute. You know what I mean? Like, they don't get it. Um, yeah. So being in L.A. now is like, yeah, I'm used to it. But back in the day, I'd be like, so far. Yeah. And i'm looking at places in the valley now i'm like yeah i've been there before when i was a kid why did it seem so far <laughs> i'm like bro it only, only took 45 minutes it yeah. seemed like it took four hours to get here yeah but you're young you think it's so far and not a lot of people are out that way so you don't think it's possible yeah so me saying that i'm just anything is possible you know and you're an example of that
1: thank you man i mm-hmm. appreciate it you know and what you were saying about your music is the same way i feel about podcasting mm-hmm. i needed something to step away to be able to give my energy to that was exciting, yeah. you know, cause the car stuff, it 10 years, same thing. You know, I understood where I was going to be every May, June, July, yeah. November. I knew where I was going to be. And, and that kind of, to others, it would be exciting, but yeah. it's kind of like a depressing yeah. that no matter what, you're going to be here at this time, yeah. you know? And, and it just, I needed that's, something that's, new.
2: That's very similar of how I was, um, knowing you have a, you have a schedule mapped out for tours and this is what's going on. Got to be at this meeting and this place. Yeah. That you know. When is your time? Yeah. When is you time? Exactly. Um, and 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 it's it goes the same way with a nine to five. You have nine hours. You know what I mean? I mean? Sorry, you have eight hours. Yeah. And 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 you're there for eight hours, and you have the weekends off. Yeah. For a lot of people, they love it. For me, I don't know if I could ever get back to art. Do you know what I mean? Because I, would f- feel very, um, tra- I feel tra- I'd feel trapped, you know. And there's no wrong. There's there's nothing wrong with a nine to five. But if people are struggling and not liking um, doing a nine to five or or having a basic job where you know you have set hours, there's always a way. Yeah, there's always a way. You know, um, there's always a way, and there's always something that you can benefit and give to the world that no one else can
1: yeah you just start off small man and mm-hmm. just feed it whenever you have some free time yeah and that's how Downstar came up you know it was just a side hustle that i had and i would feed it every once in a while and it just kept growing and growing and yeah. i just realized okay if i feed this more it grows more so let's keep feeding it and growing and soon mm-hmm. that took over then my main job and said okay now let's feed this a hundred percent. But then you get to that point, like the nine to five, I felt like this was a nine to five because I'm not doing anything fun. I'm mm-hmm. not doing anything to, to feed my creativity. Yeah. So that was one of the reasons why I wanted to start the podcast. Mm-hmm. If anything, step away from reality for an hour and a half, two hours yeah. and have a face to face with somebody that it's, you might, not even, yeah, you might yeah. not even know them and you might not even know, but you have so many similarities. Mm-hmm. And before the podcast, Dude, I would never sit down with people and just talk face to face without Mm. any interruptions. You know, it, it, if we even if we would go out to dinner, mm-hmm. it would be a, a conversation mostly about nothing, about some bullshit. Yeah. Most of the people are on their phone, and it's just you're not getting that connection. No, you're not connected. But you come into this room and put these headphones on, dude. Mm-hmm. And I feel like after we leave here, you have a way deeper connection than you would if you've known them for five, ten years. Yeah. Because you've never got down to like who they are as yeah. a person what they would do in this situation how do they think about this mm-hmm. and most people listening right now you probably don't even have that information about your closest friend oh 100% because it's just not how things are
2: nowadays Yeah, we're, we're, we go to and I'm and I'm terrible at this sometimes too is you go eat with somebody your friends and you you know we go down and, and we get the menu and we look at what we want and then when we're done what do we do get on our phones yeah. you know um, that's why I was talking about social media and, and how I try to I try to disconnect as much as possible. Because Instagram and Twitter are fun places. You I love memes and funny yeah. stuff. Like I love that. It is there, there's fun places and great for knowledge and finding things out. But it is hard and it is it is uh it is a bit of a cancer, I could can say. Yes, definitely. You know, because you get consumed into a lifestyle that you can't afford sometimes, or you get consumed into negativity that that soon takes over and you start to feel this way and yeah. that, that way over, th- you know, so, so you have to take a step back. You're not missing anything. A lot of kids and a lot of a lot of teenagers or a lot of people might, you know, we feel like we're missing. Yeah. We're missing out if we don't check our Twitter feed or our Instagram feed. And we have to understand that that we have to hold ourselves accountable and and stop looking at these things for a little bit, you know. I, I try to, you know, I was better at it. And this morning I, I did it. Um, it's... I got up and I looked at Instagram yeah it shouldn't be the first thing you look yeah at, you know and I did it today but you know in the past I was really good at it at not doing it and it helps my days yeah you know wait to wait till I get somewhere and then I look at it and Be like all right cool
1: yeah definitely man I've changed my um, my routine I don't usually go on social media until I come here oh that's good I wake up and I, I try my heart so I'll look see if I get any text if not mm-hmm. You know, do my routine. And that's just me being conscious of it. Because mm. when I was uh, not conscious of it, right when I get up, go on. I could be on for 30 minutes.
2: 30 yep. minutes, blow, blow by. by. Quick, dude. And you wouldn't even know. But, oh, I got to go. I, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Going? Yeah. That's, that's the hardest part. Just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But- it's just
1: about being conscious about everything and and realizing uh the things that you do and Mm -hmm. how it can affect you Mm -hmm. and then the things that you do that can affect other people Mm -hmm. just being like very Mm self-aware about your your uh about who you are Mm -hmm. as a person and then you can actually start growing from that point because you Mm -hmm. realize where you have opportunities Mm -hmm. at and how these things actually make you feel and then you take that in and you evaluate everything and you're just like okay cool i don't need to do that anymore yeah i don't need to hang out with that person yeah. anymore i don't need to waste time doing this mm-hmm. i need to spend more time over here versus exactly. over here yeah. and it's just it, it's a hard thing to do though no
2: it's very hard and the hardest thing is is to understand for a lot of people is we are very very easy to convince as humans we are easy to convince and we're easy to torment Mentally and not knowing that we're being tormented and what I mean by that is You go on your phone and, and what's the first thing you see you see riots you see people getting hurt you see um, a police officer abusing someone of color or you see You see somebody talking about how bad on police officers. You, yeah, you see yeah, all yeah. these things. Yeah um, What is right and what is not right is already out the window and you know why It's because instantly, no matter what side you're on, you're gonna pick a side watching this video. Yeah. You're either gonna pick the police officer or you're gonna pick the person of color, whatever. Um, But when you pick, you're instantly thinking negative about that other person. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, as a black man and I see an officer beating up a black man, I'm gonna be like, What did he do? Why he, Why are you doing this? Why is that, you know, this, you know, I'm gonna think in my head, Oh, police, all plot, you know, you start thinking, All oh, police officers are terrible, police, you know, yeah. or the other way around, a cop, um, that isn't my, you know, might be a white cop, and he's looking at this and being like, "Why is the internet making the, this cop yes. look bad? And why? Why is this? Uh, did, did they not know see the earlier video of him resisting? And, and why did they edit the video out? There's just so much we don't know sometimes yeah. when we see and we react so quickly. And like I said, I'm not saying who's right and wrong in situations. I'm just, I'm just throwing out an analogy, and I'm saying I had to remove myself from Instagram because I was reacting quickly to yes. certain things like that. Without seeing a full story or or sometimes you don't need a story. You look at that and be like, why is he even, he shouldn't even, it shouldn't even get to the point where him hurting that person, no matter what they did. Yeah. Um, but... You have to take those things with a grain of salt and have to understand that you can't let it consume your days And I would let it consume my days I would be thinking about that video throughout the day and not knowing that I'm really thinking about it and and it's affecting my day You you get what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: dude I, I can totally agree on that and uh, to just an example that happened yesterday um, I don't know if you're aware of the the recent uh, things that happened with Kanye yeah. yeah, but so you see the first clip about him saying about Harriet Tubman. Yeah, right? Yeah. That he she didn't free any slaves, mm-hmm. they she just sold them to other white people, mm-hmm. you know. So I see that I'm like, damn, yeah, he's at it again. Yeah, quick. First of all, I don't know that much about Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. rather than what I learned in like fifth grade. Yeah. So I can't go quick off the bat and say like, oh, he's wrong. What are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Maybe he learned something different. Maybe mm-hmm. he read something that I wasn't. I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. call it right. So then you see the next clip. And you see him saying that my dad wanted to abort me. If it was my dad's choice, I wouldn't be here, mm-hmm. right? And then he starts crying. And I'm just like, yo, this dude isn't right. Yeah. Like he needs people around him, around him. he needs friends, mm-hmm. he needs family, he needs people mm-hmm. that love him because he's hurt mm-hmm. right now, you know? And if I were to just look at that first clip, automatically go to my social media what the fuck is kanye doing again yeah you know i missed the old kanye and yeah. shit but not seeing the other clip you didn't see he was and having put a mental breakdown together, and you're just like what is really going on yeah. and then it makes you empathize like yo fuck everything that's going on yeah this dude he is very close to i don't even want to say it but like the dark side 100 percent. and you got everybody's gonna be laughing right now yeah but if that dark side takes over, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a fucking joke. It's not. It's not going to be a joke anymore, dude. And we need to we need to look at all situations mm-hmm. with compassion mm-hmm. because one day you or I can be on the other side of things and having the whole yeah. world judging us and mm-hmm. we could think like, "Man, I wish people really knew what how I felt, on. what kind of person yeah. that I really
2: am." Yeah. That was a great example because it's you know, there it, it goes it goes with with the full circle with everything um, with who's running for presidency who's gonna be a president each side is you know from um, Democrats to Republicans they'll, they'll, they'll grab a clip from each president and they'll cut it yeah have you noticed that <laughs> yeah definitely um, um, they'll cut it they'll, there'll be a there was there was a there was a a, a, um, a video of Biden saying the n-word mm-hmm. Um, and people are like see he's ra-, and it was an old clip I went back and found the clip, and Joe Biden was basically saying he was reading a testimony from mm. somebody being racist. He was in court reading it. Wow! But they cut it to where it sounded like he was saying that about black people, but he was reading what the person, it was a confidential testimony or gotcha, something, gotcha, and they gotcha. were saying that, and he was reading it, but they cut it. Yeah. Um, there's other things, too, like uh, uh, with Donald Trump and um him denouncing racism yeah i was huge on i'm like i've never heard him denounce racism ever there's a video of him denouncing racism on youtube yeah and then i'm like i educated myself mind you i'm not i'm not political anyway or any sort um i'm not a fan of either to be honest with you. yeah definitely but i can see the manipulation it has on us as a nation And how it's dividing with people picking sides and people like, you can't be in the middle, you're either on one or the other. Yeah. And, you know, I don't fully agree with that. And I I just see how it's just pulling people apart. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I just see so much negative in in all of them and and all of uh, politicians, you know, that it's consuming us right now. Yeah. And it's sad because it's like, man what happened to just loving one another you know whatever and i know i get it i get it there's so much bad and there's so much there's so much going on um politically and that i don't even know but i always try to educate myself before i talk because i've gone and i've went off about somebody and i'm like this is terrible this person's racist and i've done that and i'm like let me just sit back yeah and evaluate things maybe the person is but it's just like I can't be giving my energy towards that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's what I'm learning with this whole. You know, we have the you know the virus going on as well. Um, th- everything. Don't believe everything you hear. Yeah, you know. I thought that. I thought that. You know, if I walked in a room without a mask, I was g- gonna die right on the jump. Yeah, six months ago or whatever long it was. Yeah. You know. You know. I. I just. I didn't know. You know. Like I said, w- we're easy to to consume. Like, yeah. You know the media. I don't. I don't watch. Um. The media. I don't watch CNN, NBC. I don't watch any of that anymore. Me and my girlfriend like, nah, we're good. Yeah. Because I we see what it's what, it, what it's doing. You know, it's picking sides, and and it's like I just can't. You know.
1: Yeah. If you're a person who's a, who's a thinker and someone who actually um, likes to get the the perspective from both sides, mm-hmm. you look at the world in such a crazy way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at politics, racism, uh, the the pandemic, all of that shit. I see both sides yeah. of it because I see that this person is sending videos that's not the whole clip. Yeah. And then this is, is saying to wear a mask, yeah. but then the information from over here keeps changing. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, the numbers are here, but the numbers are skewed. But so what? The numbers exactly. are like, what the fuck? I, know, I can't that, say
2: so what. That's what I'm saying. And that's <laughs> how, And that's how exactly how I feel with politics and what's going on now. It's so intertwined and yeah. it's so, you know. I I, I just it's hard to deal with I can't be that I can't be
1: that person who just says okay you're right yeah okay oh yeah he's racist Mm -hmm. oh yeah this he's that I have to do my research
2: yeah and then when I start doing my research I see that all of this is fucking bullshit yeah that's exactly (laughs) how I'm at and 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 people don't like that I'm like that yeah I'm like you know people are like oh uh uh so-and-so's racist or that and I and I'm like you know look i feel like majority of people are racist and don't know that they are yeah and 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 people what do you mean by that and you know it's just like listen you know and i and and i'll speak by saying this a lot of white people growing up were conditioned to look at us differently um because you're you're hispanic and i'm black they're Mm -hmm. they're 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 inferior they think that they're worth more um than us because of how they're brought up yeah I, and i'll say it's not their fault yeah but it is something that they can change and i think it is their fault if they're not willing to change yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah No. Definitely. so if you're one of those people and you're starting to see all these things come out and and how to educate yourself and you're not willing to then i'm like all right i gotta i can't mess away. with away yeah definitely. i can't you know but I'm not gonna point at somebody and be like, "I know your family's racist and you're racist and you need to change." Not you know, no, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Like, that's not what I'm gonna do. Um, I think that racist people, there's just so much out there right now to educate themselves, and if they're not willing to, then that's on them. You know, um, it's a lineage. It's like we've gr- we grew up poor. Our family's grown up poor. theirs didn't. Yeah. Therefore, they have different skin color they feel inferior they feel they feel more uh, powerful than we are and they feel like they're worth more than us and they grew up like that oh, yeah. you know I get it and I don't think it's right but I think it's up to you to change that you know Yeah. for you not to, to for your kids not to feel the same way Educate your kids now. That's how I think people should change.
1: Yeah, definitely because if if you don't educate your kids You're doing them a disservice. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that. Hey, maybe the way that I was brought up wasn't the right way Yeah, and if I keep raising my children this way They're gonna end up just like I did Mm -hmm. You know if you get too old where you're already past the the point of you know, changing the project the trajectory of your life Yeah you know, and then you come come upon this knowledge, you need to pass this down to people and tell them, Look, the way that I raise was raised wasn't right or yeah. it made my life harder because now i can't have mexican friends i yeah. can't have black friends yeah. so what the fuck yeah. that takes away like so many other people that you mm-hmm. can't even work with do business with because you feel a certain way about them because of some stories that you heard yeah from the past mm-hmm. you know uh they're they're lazy mm-hmm. or they're they don't do anything yeah. they just want to fight it's a stereotype you know? it, it's a stereotype and there's stereotypes for everybody mm-hmm. but you can't just look at that as fact because then that fucks up your game plan. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going into it with a skewed a skewed way of how the game actually works and you're taking yeah. pieces away from your board yeah. that you could put there and you could even kill
2: even harder. Yeah. You know? It is it is it, it's wild. It's so wild. And it, and it's like I you know, I don't I educate people that if they ask me want to have a com- conversation about certain things, I educate them. I, I tell people that aren't black um and they asked me about what's going on in certain things. I, and they were like, well, I don't feel like, I don't think it. And I'm like, look, there's people that are black that didn't live the way I lived. Yeah. That, you know, that could have lived in a, in a white neighborhood and didn't even know they're black. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because everybody in that white neighborhood is treating them like they are white and like they're one of them. Which is okay. I get it. Yeah. And then they'll come and be like, no, white people aren't racist mm-hmm. because of my experience. Okay. With your, I get it with your experience, but people have seen different you know, yeah. they've had different experiences. You know, I told them, you know, I tell people all the time, like, if you don't know how it feels, like, you know, I go on a walk, me and my girl. I'm black and she's black. We're walking down the street and there's a an older white couple that's walking towards us. What do they do? They cross the street. They cross the street. And I tell people, have you ever felt oh I know, I know, you know. I I tell people, have you ever gotten elevated and someone has gotten out because You know, I'm a big black dude, and you know, and for me, being who I am, empathetic, and I feel like I always have to make people feel good. What do I do? Hey, hello, how are you? How's your day going? But why do I need to do that?
1: The same way that when I have to cross the street Mm -hmm. because I see a potential threat Mm -hmm. coming up, Mm -hmm. race skin, any doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. I look at these these dudes walking. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, this might not be the best situation to be in. Yeah, but they need to understand that how how they're how others can perceive them mm-hmm. you know and uh, i've crossed the street many a times mm-hmm. or i've taken myself out of situations mm-hmm. just because i'm evaluating yeah. everything yeah. okay this could be a threat yeah. i'm here just me and my wife and there's like four dudes and they're just chilling right here on a stoop or whatever yeah. you know i'm not trying to have that situation yeah. happen right now now those people could Definitely feel some certain way about Mm -hmm. me and whether they want to say that I'm pussy I'm racist or whatever it is that's that's how they feel about it but if they're able to evaluate everything maybe this dude's not even from around here yeah you know maybe i'm in new york Mm -hmm. and i don't know which street is good and which which street is bad so i'm trying to figure things out Mm -hmm. but yeah it could definitely come off as something that feels racist
2: or or prejudice or whatever yeah Yeah. so it's like you there's there's so many lines drawn that we don't know you know what's what we don't know you know um but, you know, like my experience is, you know, like I said, when I was when I went to school in Montana, um, I got called boy for the first time. Mm. Um, we used to do this thing called uh, it was called a pheasant hunt. A bunch of retired NFL players would come and they'd pheasant hunt to bring bring more money to the school. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this ex nfl I don't even know its older guy. I mean, played in the 40s or something. Got gotcha. you. Um, literally, he had his bag. I was at the valet. We're at the hotel and I'm helping people bring bring luggage in. And um, it's three of my boys, and we played together. One, one, two of them were white, and it was just me, you know, me and them. And he goes, he looks at them, and says, "Hello, how you guys doing?" And he looks at me and says, "Hold my bag, boy." Literally. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it goes like this, and he goes to drop it in my hand. I let his bag drop because I'm hot. <laughs> I'm hot. Shit. I let his bag drop. And the kid that I went to school with goes and grabs his bag and then, like, knows that the dude's kind of upset, kind of looking at it, and he grabs his bag. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll take you in. And he comes back, and he apologizes to me, like, oh, I'm so sorry, bro. That hat Like, oh, I'm bad. And I'm like, it's not your fault. Yeah. But he's because he sees it, you know. And, you know, obviously, he's afraid to, like, say something. And I don't, you know, some people be like, no, he should have stepped up and said something. But, you know some people aren't comfortable being those type of people. You know, he came, he apologized. And I was like, it ain't your fault. But you know, I held my ground and I'm like, if this is the way I need to educate people, then this is the way I'm going to do it. Yeah. Put his bag down. You know, he said hello to them. Didn't say hello to me. You know, had his bag here and I let it drop. Then I put my hands in my pocket and I looked at him. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, you know, like I, I just literally s- sat back like this and had my hands in my pocket. And obviously, I'm 20 years old at the time. I'm 30 now, and I, and I had that oxygen mentality. Like, try yeah. me, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like that's how I was. And and looking back, and I'm like, dang, I can't believe I did it. But you know, like, I'm glad I did. You know, and you know, those are those are the type of situations I had to deal with. You know, small, not crazy, yeah. but they're still situations that don't need to happen yeah you know um another situation that happens a lot for me is you have a friend or somebody that that uh is comfortable with you you know and they're like oh yeah you're my friend and they start telling you uh you're not like the others Mm. you know yeah those are big ones for me big red flags you're not like you're not like the other black dudes Mm. And it's like, what do you mean by that? Because I'm educated and I speak well and that I, you know, I went to school and that, you know, I have, you know, what, what do you mean by that? But they don't know. That's how they they were raised, you know, seeing some black men as savages in the hood, yeah, and yeah, der- yeah. you know. So when they see me, they're like, what? Oh, you are not like the others, but you're cool. That's not right. Yeah. You know, it, it's or, or they, you know, I get friends that are um, they get too comfortable and they want to say the word. Yeah. You know. Um, for me, if you're my friend and you say it, you know, and you say the word, I just don't. Maybe don't say it, you know. I just tell you like, no, nah, I'm not. And they get it. And if you don't, it is what it is. But I'm not comfortable with it because it's like you wouldn't be saying that word around yeah. someone that looked like me if you didn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's I be out sometimes, and there's people that aren't don't look like me and that say the word. content You know, they say it, and, and I'm like, hey, you say it as much. You you you're not bothering me, and you're not messing up what i have going on here so you can say it. i don't know you yeah whatever. do say it if you want but don't say it towards me yeah you know because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be out here fighting everybody that says the word you know i can't be at a restaurant and the dude's like yeah I'm like, yeah, that. and i'm like you know i don't think he's black <laughs> i can't be out trying to fight it but you know mentally i'm like he doesn't need to say it like yeah. you know people can be like well you know you guys say it and, all that, and i'm like you know that's that's something as people we need to figure out on our own you know you know but but it doesn't give you the right to be like oh well we can you you guys can say it yeah that, we can say it and it's just like look it it, it it is a term that is used to to how do I say it bring down um people that look like me and was used to bring down yeah. people that look like me and we've taken it and used it in right you know music and all that, and it's switched and I get it but you know, people that aren't of color just need to be a little more sensitive of it. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying. I can't give you the right answer of why we can say it and you can't, and all these things. It's just like, listen, you know, as people, that's something we have to deal with if we do want to get rid of that word fully. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, it, I don't think that, you know, I do say, you know, I say it, and yeah. I, and I, and and I try. And the crazy thing is, I try not to cuss anymore. Or curse. Mm. Yeah. Um, I try not to. And, well, you know, I slip up and say things. Yeah. Know, but but I just my days are better if I don't, personally. Yeah. Personally. I like so that. So it's like why why are we using that word? Yeah. Why? You know? Why why do we need to use that word? Or, or you know what I mean? I do curse. I do. No, you are right, But but dude. not as but not 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 if I don't have to. You're right. Yeah, me and my girlfriend are like big on that. And she and she, she be cussing up a storm and then she'll stop and then I'll and then I'll be call out on it. And then I'll be, and then she'll call me out. And so it's like back and forth. We're never like we'll, we'll do it together, but uh, we try to just hold ourselves accountable because it's like, what's the point, you know? Yeah. What is? And like, really think about it. What's the point of really having a cuss? Is it cool? Does it? Is it? You know, sometimes you you have to, you know, you curse to get your point across as somebody. Yeah. Um. And but those are those are small times. Definitely. I mean, I use it for emphasis on yeah. on
1: experiences mm-hmm. or things like that. But I could use any other word, yeah. and I'm sure to somebody else from the outside looking in, if they heard me speak, if they don't know who I am, yeah. they'll they'll probably think a certain way about me, yeah. you know. And it makes me feel comfortable. But mm-hmm. why why does it make me feel comfortable? Yeah. You know, wh- I get it, man. Damn, that's that's a good one.
2: Yeah, it's I'm, I'm honestly I'm about a year and a half deep. <laughs> I'm really? No, And I've gone through stretches of weeks where I'm back to normal. Yeah. But for the most part, I've been really, really good at not. Wow. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. You know what
1: I tell my son? Because um, obviously he's 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And he uh, that word to him ever since he's been brought up is uh, a racist word, mm. right? So he'll hear someone say it like six nine or something. Be yeah, is six nine? He's racist. And I'm like yeah. ah, you know it's. Yeah, some people say it or not. I, I told him the other day. I said, look, man. You can say anything you want in this world, mm-hmm. but you have to deal with the the repercussions and the that come with it. Yeah. The consequences. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have unnecessary consequences, go ahead and say it. Yeah, you're either going to offend some people that that you call friends. You know, you're gonna give off the wrong feeling, mm-hmm. or you know, maybe nobody's even gonna think of anything because yeah. you know, in the East Coast, it's it, like in New Jersey, New York, it's pretty much everybody says
2: everybody because you know, uh, a lot of a lot of Latinos, mm-hmm. Latinos are are you know Puerto Rican, Definitely. Dominican, they they all say it, yeah and it that's just the way of their culture and, and it's like it's it's a weird like they get a pass and i don't know why it's like that yeah. don't I like i don't know you know um some some uh spanish in la that you know hang around uh, oh yeah like, they definitely. say it and it's just like they get their pass yeah um Samoans. yeah you know what i mean so it's just like when well, they be like well they get to say it and it I, bro i don't have a textbook and uh, to show you how or why it's that way or why you know it's just it's a lot yeah you know but- um even that word
1: or any of the other words, any other curse words, like you were saying, is really not that necessary. Yeah, you know, it's, and, no, it's not. And I, when I was younger, you know, I would I would say it and you know rap along with lyrics and things yeah. like that. But even while I'm uh, with with my friends, my circle, I've taken that word out of my vocabulary yeah. because there's other words that she can used. be in place yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. You know, my boy or whatever, mm-hmm. my homie, mm-hmm. anything like that. You, you could change it just because like. Maybe some this person doesn't feel comfortable yeah. with me saying it. I don't wanna make somebody feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, and if it's just me not changing one word, like I don't have the strength in myself mm-hmm. to not say one word. Yeah. Whether it's the N word or whatever, it's cussing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I need to be able to realize how I'm making myself um, how I'm how others perceive me. Yeah. And I don't wanna be perceived as that as being Insensitive or mm-hmm.
2: or racist yeah. to somebody. Yeah, and and some and what you said is amazing. But you know the crazy thing is some people are saying, "Why do I have to do that?" And that's the issue. I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, you got to <laughs> deal with whatever. Yeah, happens. But that's the thing. People are like, "Well, I, it's a free country. I should be able to say what I want." And and I can say those words without being. Written. And it's just like, okay, what you know? Th- that's where I'm like, because I'm so so me as a person. And it's funny because I was just talking to my boy about this, and he's like, "You think really deep." I'm like, "I think about." Every situation now, and when someone says, someone tells me, "Hey, this person called me a dick," and blah blah blah, I was just trying, and I was like, "Okay, why did he call you a dick?" Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, and people don't like that from me sometimes. I try to evaluate why this all happened. Yeah, did you cut them off in traffic? <laughs> yeah, did you? You, I, I really try to do that now. People don't like that I do that. Yeah. It, you know, it's like it's like it's like uh uh you know my boy is black and and some dude's like yo this this dude called me in uh a you know and I'm like oh was he black no he wasn't black dude what ha-? you know it's not right one hundred percent knowing right off jump but I ask questions just to to make sure um mentally. Especially when, if it's my situation, I always I have to ask questions because I have a I have a no turning back point, point. <laughs> and that's <laughs> yeah. that's just how I am now. I'm like I have a no, so I need to evaluate. And I tell my girl too. Um, we were we were in Vegas, and there was this dude, you know the dudes that have the shirts up? They're like, yeah, come get it one night with me, girl, yeah, and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah. I'm walking with my girl in this little the little. little uh, a uh, uh, Mexican kid, and then uh, I think it was another black kid, and they were making money on the side, like you know, like yeah, if you come one night with me, what up, girl? And that <laughs> cowboy hat town, they were like, like you know, like doing a body roll, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And he, they said some foul stuff to my girlfriend, and she felt uncomfortable. We're walking, and she didn't tell me till we're like a block, uh, a block down. <laughs> yeah, she was like, yo, did you hear? And I was like, no. And, then, and she said they said some like foul stuff. What did I do? And I and I asked her what did they say exactly? Yeah. And then and then she told me, and I literally walked over <laughs> yeah i walked over i was like yo what are you doing bro and they're like what it's our job and i was like it ain't your job to be disrespectful don't be disrespectful if you see me walking with a while he's like she, and he said something smart like she she must um he and he got close to me she um she must got my attention and then before he can finish what he was saying because he basically was going to say she got my attention because I, she must have got my attention because how smooth i was talking or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like. yeah yeah bro I, I i karate chopped his neck so hard like i <laughs> bro and he was like, didn't expect, he's like, oh, and his boy was like, no, 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 because I was about to I was about to thrash him. Like, <laughs> bro, I slapped the, bro, I was so mad. And and I literally, after I did that, because I'm like, all right, I'm trying to go to jail. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a little conversation and just educating them, like how, because they were a little younger. And I was like, yeah. yo, you, you guys can't be, like, make money, do your thing, but like, watch what you say, like, to a real one. And that's what I was hot. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But I, but, but what happened was I got so upset and I haven't got that upset in a long time and I'm not proud of it, yeah. but I got so upset where I went for a punch, low key, a slap, and I didn't know. And I was already halfway there and I was just literally like, bah, and I caught him in the neck and he was like, whoa. Oh, and his boy came over and was like, no, 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 But I was so upset. Um, and those was, like I said, you learn from things and I had to learn because this was like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was upset, but I got all what I needed to hear yeah. from her and that's why I tell myself let me get all the information before I turn up <laughs> and that's my thing yeah um, and yeah that it was kind of funny too and I'm glad it ended the way it ended and I stayed there for a sec so I'm like alright let me talk to him before like I'm already upset let me just have a conversation and the conversation ended well but if he didn't like move out the way, I probably would have knocked him out. Like I was so hot, and I didn't even have open fists because I was already thinking halfway when I was swinging. Like all right, I might have to, I might knock him out. Yeah. And I like hit him like in the collarbone, neck area, and he like fell back. And his boy was like, no, 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 no. And I'm just seeing red, and I'm like pulling up my pants. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, so I, so I to save my ass, I basically had a conversation and like lectured yeah. him, lectured yeah. them, like, yo, come on, like come on, like people are here to enjoy themselves. So what if what if the dude wasn't my size or whatever and you're you're you know you're doing that to his girl he's gonna feel you're gonna, ruin their, you're gonna ruin their whole trip like yeah. that's and that's what i was lecturing them on they were like and they understood but i was hot and her ass she walks all the way down the street she's gone she's like you're embarrassing me i'm like you told me what do you mean you're the one that told me like like you you told me what when I, you yeah. you didn't see that i was gonna go back like next time don't tell me yeah uh, it was pretty
1: funny. <laughs> that brings me to um, a video I just watched, uh, old video of Nipsey Hussle. I don't know if you've ever seen it, where um, he gets approached by paparazzi. Oh yeah, and he fucking just checks him. I love that. And they're like, "It's just our job." And he's like, "You know what? I don't live in the same world that you yeah, do.
2: You know, that's not a yeah, exactly." I love that. And he's picking. People are like, "Oh, he should take a pic." No, it's like, no, you ask. I don't care. I don't care. Like, even the job I do now, I I have no respect for. Uh, majority of paparazzi, yeah, and make your money, do your thing, but some of the things they do, and forget that there's a p- person inside of that, you know, whoever they're taking a picture of, um, they don't even think of that, and they yeah. care about dollar signs or the next big thing, and I can't fuck with that. Yeah, see, look at me, yeah. I'm already like, <laughs> <laughs> see, when I, when I when I when I when I and and like I said, I try not to cuss and curse, but when I really want to say something that's powerful and I use it, that's where I get stuck. Yeah. I'll say that word because I'm like, I can't mess with that. And I could have just said mess. But yeah. I, I said that word because I'm like, I wanted you to know that I really mean. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. I just can't stand that. And, uh, you know, I know they need to make their money. But, you know, personally, I just don't. It's snaky to me, you know. Definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, you yeah, you, you got to understand there's a person living on, on the other side of, of, of that camera lens, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Have
1: you had any bad run-ins with the paparazzi?
2: Um, when I was at Nobu, yeah, like, mm. you know, me and this dude were arguing. Uh he it was it was the day when um Um Caitlyn Jenner made her first public appearance and she went to Nobu. Oh wow. Yeah, it was wow. Oh shit. Yeah, so every they're all and they're not supposed to be on the property. And it was me and another dude and I'm like, you know, like for me, I see it as like a respect factor. Like I'm not the I'm not the dude that is gonna just constantly um, I'm hound you about something. I'm going to tell you once and be like, "Yo, respect me." Come on, let's you know, let's you know. And I'm going to hope you do that. If you don't, then then I'm upset. Yeah. And that happened a few times with some of them. Like, yo, you can't be on the. You can take a picture from wherever you want, but just don't step. And they started stepping. You know, you've been in uh to no. Nobu, so so you 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 come in and there's a valet and you valet and you you walk on the other side to get in. Um, where the valet was was mm-hmm. where they were trying to take the pictures because that's where the people come and get their cars. And you're not supposed to be on that property Mm -hmm. um and i told them you take all the pictures you want just don't come on because it's gonna make me look bad and like some and the dude that i told to tell all the other paparazzi because he was like the head dude yeah he didn't he did nothing like he like didn't one in one in one ear not the other like he didn't listen to what i said so it made me really upset yeah and um am literally he's taking pictures i'm in front of him flashing lights doing all these things messing up all his pictures and he's hot like he's not getting one picture, mm-hmm. and I'm I have a like a really bright light, and I'm like messing with him because I'm telling him like, listen, you can get whatever you want, but you're making me look bad by being right here. And I told you like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And uh, and and he's upset, still taking pictures, and he gets really upset, and he tries to like swing for my light, and obviously you know he's smaller, I can beat the guy up, but I'm I, I need to have my job, so I need to really figure out how I can get him off. Long story story, I just just talking talking crap to him the whole time, whole time, whole time, backing him up. He finally gets to the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the whole night, <laughs> more artists and people come in. He's yelling, calling me all type of stuff, <laughs> 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 all type of stuff, whatever, whatever. And then uh, I get a I get a small break, and then another um, security is there. I was like, Yo, I'm gonna talk to the dude real quick because I'm hot. <laughs> yeah. So I get my little break. I go around. I don't go towards him. I go around and catch him and like, am like, what's up? that i'm like what's up and oh, he's like shit. yeah and he's like and he's like he's like look man i'm not you know i'm just saying like you messed up all-. i'm like bro we didn't we have an understanding like what's going on like i'm not trying to take money out your pocket but like you're making me look bad by coming on yeah. you know and then we came to agreement and he's like all right get, i get where you're coming from you made me look bad i'm like you made me look bad yeah <laughs> you know so it's just funny like i'm 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 more like don't 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 turn up because there's a bunch of people around yeah be the same person and keep the same energy when I approach <laughs> you when there's not a lot of people around. And he was like, "Oh yeah, we're cool now." And I'm yeah. like, "All right, bro. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to fight you, but give me some respect." Yeah, I I had a lot of those. You know, I get a lot of those, especially when it's like out at a restaurant. And that person wants to take a picture, and then and then yeah. you tell him, "Hey, you know, he, he'll take a picture when he's done eating. He just wants to eat, you know, with us yeah. girl and relax and 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 de- decompress, or de- you know, and yeah." Um They're like, oh yeah, for sure, and then and then I'm walking back in there like this, (laughs) and I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, and then the light goes off, and they're like, (laughs) oh. I'm like, bro, what? And that's when I get upset, and I'm just like, bro, I just gave you the cheat code of how to get a picture from this person because I know he's gonna want to take a picture with you, but just give him some space right now. Yeah, you know, that's what the things I deal with, you know. And other hands, I, you know, there's sometimes where I have to turn up and slam somebody because they don't listen, or you know. But I don't go out and try to do that. Yeah. You know. Between me and Pep, we, we have our thing is like, well, we, you know, we're peaceful, peaceful until we get pushed to the brink and there's no there's no going back and there's yeah. no peace, you know. So that's that's our philosophy. But you know, it's just funny when you get those kids when you're like, you know, you can take a picture, he's down to take a picture if you just wanna chill and they're like, Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. And they're like, Yeah, do this <laughs> And then you, you see them, and yeah. then they're like, oh, oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I literally, I you know, I don't touch it, but I'd be like, you know, I see it, and I'd be like, delete that, please. Yeah. You know, delete it. And then delete it, and I'd be like, no, go to the, the recent deleted. And delete yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know I'm, the tricks. Yeah, I know the tricks, bro.
1: Dope, man. Well, I want to talk about your music, dude. Tell me yeah. about your music. I was watching one video. Um, what was the, the name of the song? Was it it Was not it wasn't. Yeah, it was Caroline. Yeah. The video. Yeah, that was a dope video, Thanks, man. Thanks,
2: man. My boy uh, Kyle, Kyle uh, shot that. I like that. Yeah, thank you. Um, everybody, everybody loves that song. It's funny. Yeah, it's a good I, song. I really like that for, song. For me, it was my first song vocally ever. So I hear stuff, and I'm like, Ooh. yeah. But 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 it's cool that other people love it, and you know you know I've, I've expanded as an artist so so much. That like that is not even close to what I am now, so it's hard. You know, I keep it up just because it's like you have to know where you started yeah. from, you know, and embrace that.
1: And so, uh, how does it go through like a process of writing music? Like, how serious are you about it? What is your your goal for for music? Uh,
2: my goal for music is 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 just to get better, um, just to always. I want to put out music and and I want people to be able to hear the progression. Um, I want to be a true artist. I just don't want to be somebody that just makes music and throws a bunch of auto tune and, mm-hmm. and and you know I want I want I want music for people to be relate to can can do things to work out to or listen to or or feel um, in their feelings or mm-hmm. something that, you know that's how I want to make music. At this point, I'm not close to it at all, and that's fine. It's just a journey. I'm 30 years old, and I don't mind keep going till I'm 70. Definitely, <laughs> hell know, yeah. Because it's a, it's my hobby. It's something I love to do and. And when you treat it that way sky's the limit and that's what that's where i'm at you know
1: so when you write a song what is the um the idea that you have the message that you want to put off
2: um it depends you know like if i'm gonna write a song you know i'll look at a hi if i watch a tv show and and I, and I got this from my boy, uh, RK. Shout out to RK. Kajo. He's a, he's actually an artist signed to Bobby Ware Records. Mm. Um, he produces majority of my music, and he's the one that helped me get started. He, uh, he is a dope singer, artist, producer. But he opened my eyes that you don't have to write too much of your situation. You can write other people's situations. My man will go and write something off of a TV show he watched mm. and write a crazy song. he would be like, what? Hmm. That, but that's how I learned to write as well, you know, like, you know, you, you have a, a a movie and it's about relationship about her seeing another dude and he wants her, but she doesn't want him just as much. And then finally she does want him and then they, they're together. But right about the process of that all happening, I write about things like that. Yeah. Um, and then I do write about my own, you know, things or like, you know, I, I, you know, I was at a point where um, before I met my girlfriend, um, I was single seeing. Women here and there, and, and trying to find relationships, and not working, and you know I write about stuff like that. You know, just you know I don't. I personally like to write about truth or write about uh, fun, something fun. You know, so that that's just how I get into it. You know, I, I'll, I'll go with a voice note and I'll I hear a beat and I'll go with the melody. You know, to a beat, and then when I have a melody, I'll go and replace the words with the melody I have and that beat, you know.
1: So is the song Tantrum, that's the last song that you came out with? That's the last one. So what was the story behind that song?
2: Uh, The story behind that song was, I, you know, I just made that up. I envisioned, you know, a broke dude having a conversation with a girl. They just spent the night together. They just hung up and she's like, oh, we're together now. And you're like, uh, she's like, can you pay for my Uber? And (laughs) And then you're like, uh, song starts and then you tell her, you know, why, you know, or, or, Oh, no, sorry. I'm thinking of MMO, but, um, tantrum, tantrum is just basically, it's just like, uh, you know, about your girl and, and, and how much you guys see differently y'all together, but you see so much different, you know, she, you know, I, like, there's one line where I say, um, uh, what, how does it go? It don't matter you always play the same, um, if I cop the phantom, um, you talk oh, yeah. about the gas? Yeah. You complain about the gas thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's no winning in the relationship. Yeah. Um, so that's that's just what I wrote. Like so people feel like, yeah, we're together, but like, fam, like you we never agree on anything. Yeah. Um you're always you're always complaining that you text me and and, and I don't text back while well, I was on Instagram, like, oh you DM me faster, you DM some of these girls mm. faster than you talk to me, yeah. you know. It's just about overreacting, her throwing a tantrum. Um, and her feeling like I'm doing a tantrum Um, so that's all it is it's just a fun song yeah what are some of your uh, influences uh, music wise Um, Frank I love Frank Ocean really I love Frank Ocean I love Bryson Tiller Um, I love the storytelling Mm -hmm. from those I love I love artists like that Uh, some more R&B more R&B yeah you know though I you know I don't have a voice like them, you know, but I try to paint a picture and I try to make, uh, find songs and find melodies that complement me to get the same message out. Yeah. You know, um, and sound just as good.
1: So the music to you right now is just a hobby and for you to, to
2: it's just a, release. yeah, it's a hobby. Um, and I'm always going to see it as that no matter what, what goes and how far it goes. But, you know, I do enjoy doing my job of what I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always I always see that as the number one priority. Gotcha. So keeping this as a as a hobby is always going to keep me safe and help me do my job to the best of my abilities. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it's a hobby and I love it. You know, I'm awesome. always constantly writing. I'll think of a word and I'll write. I I grab, um, I take beats offline and I'll put them on my phone and I'll write to them before I go to bed. When I yeah. get up. Um, if I'm working I have some downtime and I'm you know I hear something where I'm in a I'm in a bathroom stall and I hear this crazy dope beat and I'm like oh dope and I get it and then I'll find the instrument online and I'll write to it or you know that's just yeah. how I am creativity yeah, comes creativity. in all places man yeah and I think that's the only way to really be an artist you know
1: yeah I love it, bro. So I saw that uh Logic is retiring. Yes. This is gonna be his last yeah. album. Yeah. Um, is that gonna change anything with your situation?
2: Uh no, I'm always gonna be around. Yeah. Gotcha. We'll always be around, which is good. Um, but for him he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. Very, 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 very long. He just had a child. Just had a child. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So he just, you know. Like I said, people need breaks. They they hold people up to the pedestal and be like no you're an artist you need to give me four more albums this yeah. is what's gonna happen yeah first of all you ain't I I. You know that's not <laughs> how it works but great you know the fan base is amazing he has an amazing fan base but the, you know you get the bad. you have to do this yeah this doesn't sound like th- the reason why it doesn't sound like this other album because it's a completely different album yeah <laughs> you You have people that have you know the same stuff sounding the same It's that's not music yeah yeah yeah, yeah. people mm-hmm. adapt you know and he's adapted and has made uh, great music along the way, and will continue to. But, I love it. You man. know, he's just gonna take a a retirement break and, you know, yeah, do his thing.
1: Very cool, man. Yeah. Dude, it sounds like such an awesome job to have.
2: Yeah, no, it's always it's like I said, I'm blessed enough to be able to work with people that care about your well being. Yeah, care about definitely. How you are. Those are the people you want to protect, the people you want to be around, the people you take a bullet for. Yeah, you know? and that's that's where my head is at, and that's how it always would be.
1: I love it. So before we get out of here, I gotta ask you. I'm not gonna ask you who the worst person you ever met, but who's the coolest celeb, star, rapper that you've ever met, and you're like, wow, this person really wow. exceeded my expectations. Man. Because I saw you had a picture with a uh, DJ Premier on there. No,
2: so, so Premier is man. Premier is the man. One hundred percent the man. And it's crazy because Premier and, and and Pepper like this. Oh, okay. Oh really? Oh yeah. You know oh, like this. We'd be on a tour bus and I will would be here and say, Hey, hey pepper, you you <laughs> and I'd be like, Is that Premier? He's like, Yeah, he's just you know I'd be like, What up? You yeah. know. Him they have a very special relationship and and it's amazing.
1: And Premier just did the new album, correct? Uh
2: no, that was no ID. No ID. No ID. See, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah no yeah, ID. No. Um, yeah, so you know, there's people like that. I mean, uh it's hard because I, I, I just, I can't really genuine. I don't see those people like that. Yeah. Uh There's some people I do, but it's hard to. I can't even really think like who do I see as like a celebrity. I just see those people as friends now. You know, um, yeah. for some people. Um, I mean, I, I, I recently, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Bryson Tiller. Mm-hmm. Met him about a year ago. Oh, very tight. cool. Down to earth. Yeah, hung around. He's cool. Um, uh, very dope. He just recently had a baby too. Very cool. Um, man. So it's you know he's dope, but it's hard. I can't even really sit here and think who. Um... I uh, oh sorry. Go ahead. Adam Sandler used to come to New World all the time. Very oh no man. shit. Always he'd always be like oh, let's play. You know like uh, he loves basketball. Yeah. Um, so he was always nice, man. Very 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 genuine and nice. You just catch people, and it, like I said, that's a little different because I wasn't like close to the guy or nothing. But he was always nice. Uh, like I said, that's not what I look for either. Yeah. You know, but. It is always appreciated when they're able to be normal around you yeah you know and i when someone is able to be a normal around you i don't ever want to take advantage of it no definitely a lot of people get too comfortable and they're like oh i'm not cool with this person let me get a picture from my uncle my cousin and and let me be in your next movie yeah it was like <laughs> have you ever acted before <laughs> like it don't work like that you know yeah. so so um i try to just be level-headed and and, and sh- you know uh Take it with a grain of salt and be like, "Yo, I'm actually talking to this person, and I'm never, I'm not going to sit here and ask for no picture. I'm just going to always remember these moments." You know? Yeah,
1: awesome, man. I don't think I could uh, meet Drake. I very yeah. faint. Yeah, no, that's probably about it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think you could. You'd be able to be like, "All right, you can head now, like, yeah, I respect I'm you, like, bro." Well, what's up, dog? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but people do that. People, you know, Drake would look at me like, oh, whatever. and then they'd be like, you know, um, it's cr- like I said, I just man, I don't even look at them half the time when I was working I'd just be like this because I don't want them to think I'm, I'm just like yeah, I'm, I'm like you. listen you're a legend I respect you but I'm just like just work 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 if you need me you need me but I try to just be as level headed as possible and just so they can see that I don't want them yeah. to think differently You know, spoken like a true professional bro yeah got it then, then when I get home I'm you know I'm chilling at home I'm like eh. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but you early on you write it on the no 100% wall, 100%, 100% yeah <laughs> <less Jay-Z. laughs>
2: Uh, I met I met Rihanna at a, at a Nobu one time. Oh, she really? was very sweet, very nice, you know. That's when I'll take the and 'cause I'm like, Oh, Rihanna. You know, she <laughs> she was very cool. But even that I'm just always level headed. She said something to me and I think she was like joking and I laughed, like, Oh okay and I was like back into it real quick. Just laugh because she wants you to laugh. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. don't you know, I just like I said, I just my biggest thing is I just want them to feel as comfortable as possible. Don't want to be the fangirl, the fanboy Whatever yeah. you want to call it Because that's not fair to them And I'm in this position, position for a reason And I don't want to neglect it So that's how I see it
1: Awesome, man Jordan, it was so awesome to talk to you, dude Same Great combo Same We could have talked for hours Hell yeah, I'm over here sweating <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Bathroom break I love it, bro So before we get out of here Can you tell people where they can find you at? Um, IG is Jordan Bo Harris um, Twitter, Jordan, Jordan Bo Harris That's all I have And the Um, youtube uh, yeah same youtube jordan jordan is it jordan or is it i think it's
1: uh, i think it's joe borden uh, Bowden or (laughs) that was jordan (laughs) boharis borden there's there's two of them yeah there you have two youtube pages oh do i yeah there's one that has just the music a a few hundred and then another one has like uh, 1.5 or something
2: i think one is music and the other one is just got uh, you. yeah
1: so yeah one of them i love it man Jordan, thank you so much, man. Thank you, I really you, bro. appreciate thank you, for having you being me. here. And uh big shout out to our sponsor, Heelto Automotive. Been in the Honda community since 2002, supplying you guys. With all the Honda parts you need, make sure you guys check them out. Marcus will take care of you. Heeltoauto.com or in- on Instagram at Heelto Automotive. And uh, make sure you guys check out Jordan. And uh, check out Caroline. I like that song. Yeah. Video's dope, man. Do. Yeah,
2: I appreciate it. I like it. So I'm going to
1: groove to that with my wife tonight. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> Nice. (laughs) Downtime with Downstar episode (laughs) 186, and we out. Peace.